peaches, 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 peaches. Beautiful people of the internet, welcome to the Geeks Inherited the Sorry, sorry, the BRBAFK podcast. I'm your humble producer, Boston. Joining us here in the live in the Icon Studios is the time being Mike D. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! Man, I can't tell which Nick Cage movie that is. <laughs> uh, also, your knight is the always vigilant and ever confident Cody Kitts. Hey, what's up? And uh, last but not least, our illustrious host, Ryan Shipley. Oh my god, I was so worried that I wasn't going to be a part of this tonight. No, like, no, you're, you're here. You're they're here. slowly just... taking over the geeks in here. They're, the geeks are we're, here. We're becoming... Yeah, we're... <laughs> <laughs> That's it's the name. Awesome. We're amalgamating. <laughs> yes. That's the Amalgam Comics. Uh, our time being, Scott, still recovering from surgery. Uh, he's taking a little longer to get better. He is definitely not the Wolverine of this podcast. Oh, yeah, no, definitely <laughs> um, not. And then our guest tonight was going to be our friend Amanda Litter, who's been on before. And she is also recovering from uh, surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then our friend uh, Sarah. I feel like that name is wrong, too. Is it Amanda? Are, are we? Are we? We pronounced it Liner? wrong last time too. I think it's Liner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, yeah. Sarah is. <laughs> yeah. Well, now Sarah she won't be back. Is also recovering now from a. Also recovering from the same surgery that uh, Scott had. Yeah. Not the exact same surgery, but the same type of surgery. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a lot of surgeries, but I think the geeks may have planned this. This is like <laughs> this has been a plan. Mike's like, hey, come to my home, record at my home. <laughs> And Cody's like, "Hey, I'm there whenever you guys need me." Yeah. And slowly, oh, we're needing, we're needing Cody a lot now. What do you have in your I, heart for what you've done to Scott? I mean, I, 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 in hindsight, I feel kind of bad. Yeah, because hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. I, however, uh, welcome our new overlords. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You're getting on their good side. Also, by the way. I love that you started us tonight with Bowser's Peaches song. Ah, uh, yes. The love ballad to end all love ballads. Has everybody seen Mario? Yes. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, no. The, uh, the 88 one, right? I have not seen it yet. Okay. But uh, I have, I've had... It is. It has been memed. It has been memed so much in my, my head recently that I, I, I think you I've seen it. You feel you've not I feel you've like seen I've it. seen it. Yeah. It's been TikTok a lot. Yeah, all that's really important is that I know about the Luna, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. great. Oh, um, I can tell you right now, if you're a kid, it's a great movie for you. Yeah. If you're an adult, it's not like the best. It's still enjoyable, right? Like the nostalgia factor of being Mario. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely a movie that doesn't have a lot in it for adults, like little like you, side stuff. Yeah. You also need you need to have either, you need to either be a child or have ADD. To keep yeah. up with the goddamn thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it kind of works with Pratt as the voice I, I of like Mario. It. He sounds um, good. Because I think you couldn't do that. It's me, Mario, no. for like a whole 90 minutes. By the way, the movie flies. Yeah, the <laughs> movie flies by. A lot happens. It, yeah. The movie is a lot. Martin A. could have um, done it. Yeah. yeah, but Martin A. is in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. As he plays two roles. Jumpman and... And Mario's father. Yeah, Mario's dad, yeah. Yeah. So and he's great in it. But, yeah. But the Brooklyn accent, I feel like that works because of the Lou Albano Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. the super show stuff. Yep. Because, you yep. know, Mario and Luigi were Brook Brooklyn accents, yeah. you know, and that. And uh, I think it works. Charlie Day is great as Luigi. Yeah. And I couldn't pick I couldn't pinpoint like who was Donkey Kong while I was watching a movie. Uh. <laughs> like that voice is so damn familiar, but who is it? But as soon as Donkey Kong laughed, I was yeah. like 
Seth Rogen. That is definitely yeah. Seth. Because Seth Rogen said in interviews, hey, I'm not going to do a voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I'm, Seth Rogen. I'm Seth Rogen. Um, the movie is good. Um, yeah. If you think it's, if you go in knowing it's a kid's movie, just like Sonic the Hedgehog is a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same feel. I feel like this is just a lot faster. Yeah. Uh, I do have a question. I've not seen it, and considering the opinions I've heard about it, which are largely positive, and the frenetic pace that it apparently carries, is there anything that you really get from watching the movie that you wouldn't get from just playing the games? No. No. Hmm. And sometimes uh, watching the movie, I was like, I would love to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, the, uh, from the some of the stuff I saw, they I, I feel like you could you could enjoy it if you kind of like at least knew what Mario was. Yeah. Because. Uh, the, a lot of the way they, they, they keep structuring everything in a 2D way. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why, is it, why is it just a straight line over there? <laughs> like, <laughs> I got I saw it with my niece and my nephew. Yeah. And it was so precious. My niece, before it started, as it was starting and it was showing Bowser's Castle, she leaned over at Ryan. Ryan, this is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, for if I was oh. a kid their age seeing this movie, oh, man. I, I would have been in heaven. A lot, a lot more heaven than I was in '93. Let's explain that because <laughs> the reason I also wanted to start tonight with this is because Cody said I could talk for eight hours about the original Mario movie. We're not going to no, do that because no. this is not going to be a normal episode of VRBAFK. I don't want to have Boston have PTSD from the three-hour episodes of uh, this uh, this podcast. But yeah, shiver. Now I think all of us have seen the '93 Mario. Is that correct? Yes. Well, once. Yes. Once. Okay. Same for me too. I, I watched. I watched it multiple times. Yeah. I, okay. I was. I wonder if it's a generational thing, because it came out in '93, so I would have been eighteen. Yeah. I was seven, eight. I and was you eight. were. I was also. So, and Mike, you're similar old. Man yeah, we're, like we're the same. We're the same. Yeah. So, uh, so I wonder if that keys into it because you saw it more in your childhood yeah I, I think it did because obviously we were going to watch it and then it, it would play on I think it was premium channels that it would come on it was might have been yep. HBO or something uh, HBO USA uh, it, was, it was HBO for a while and then it was also one of the ones that would come on like USA and TNT a lot yeah so now, when they're trying to figure that, out the schedule, just put that Mario. Yeah, and then, uh, and then even then I, I actually did own the I own the VHS tape and did I would you? watch it a yeah, lot I had, oh I, wow it's one of the reasons why actually I love the Resident Evil series okay. of movies. Yeah. Because if if I was going to play the game, I would just play the fucking game. Yeah. yeah. Give me something that isn't that game. Like okay. you know, yeah, it's it's a it's a vast departure. Good. I want <laughs> I wanna I wanna see that. I wanna see a, a weird a weird post apocalyptic take on it. Sure, let's yeah. do that. It's cool. It's a cool movie. Um do you it, think it's not it, the greatest movie. Yeah. Oh no. It's so bad. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Now, so me and Mike, the first, we've only seen it once, right? Is that yes. what you said? And that was probably around when it first came out. Well, VHS release, probably. Have you seen it recently? Yeah. Does it And it holds up in your... I mean, in, in the way the that stuff. I'm explaining it, yeah. Okay. It holds up in the way that it's like good schlock. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it, it's like they literally like read the back of a thing of Mario and was like, that's their movie. <laughs> Like we're just gonna do it like this, and everybody's dinosaurs, and I well, don't know why they are. And... Uh, well, actually, uh, if you if you even think about it, technically, uh, if you're familiar, are you familiar with the the dark secret in the Mario handbook? No. Oh. So do, uh, do you know about do you know about the bricks in, Mar- in the first Mario Brothers? No. So if you read the the manual, you yeah. read the, the the instruction manual to Mario, the first Mario about Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. It says that uh, King Koopa. Turned all of the residents of the Mushroom Kingdom 
into the blocks that he used to build That Mario everything. smashes? The ones that you smash. Like haphazardly? Yeah. Like for no reason, you're smashing So the fact that in the Mario Brothers movie, King, to- uh, King Toadstool is like part of the... Like he's been devolved into a fungus that's like holding everything together. Yeah. Yeah, more canon than most things. Yeah. Whoa, okay. Yo. I wish... There needs to be somebody who goes back and just looks at those old booklets. Because I bet there's all kinds of craziness. Because I heard uh, recently somebody had a Nintendo version of Tetris. It's it, that it uh, uh, that that that's been debunked as a hoax. Oh, it has the name the names of the pieces. Well, that's not real. Uh, it's been debunked. Yeah, Big Boy is not real. No, nope. no, those that was that oh, was fake. Sadly, that makes me. I, sad. I do know that in Castlevania, that where it looks like chicken in the wall uh, in the manual it yeah. calls it pork chops pork chop. what yeah <laughs> they thought that was a pork chop it was wall chicken to me i mean man was... dracula is fucked up he doesn't yeah. know what... <laughs> bring me more of those pork what is, chops well, what you is mean this? chickens <laughs> no but, yeah he's chops. so he's so snotty <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's like no it's a pork chop what is what is uh <laughs> the, the, the fascination that a lot of games and media have with the the ham leg you know what I'm oh yeah about? like yeah. the big turkey leg yeah, or like, it's like a turkey yeah, leg, yeah, or like, yeah. or it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. ham. I think it's because it's it's an easy, it's easy to say this is food. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if you did like a hamburger, I think that one maybe. But there, there's with the foods, I guess like it's easier. It's like the ham bone, though. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. And specifically, that is the thing. There is the wall chicken, but there's the the ham thing that's in the wall, and they called it pork chops. The bone sticking yeah. out the end because like I've never under any circumstance like maybe. I've had ribs that had like you know a long rib bone and yeah. then there was meat yeah, on the yeah, outside, yeah. but like I've never had that food in my life. No, <laughs> that has no, never been a thing. No. Right even now. even when someone makes a like a, a full like, spiral ham, like you, the bone is not sticking out a foot and a half. I can tell you right now, on my deathbed, one of my regrets is not to have as many pork chops. Like I, I don't <laughs> yeah. have pork chops that much, yeah. and maybe once every year. And a pork chop is good. A pork chop is good. Pork chop is super underrated. I guess it's because it's just harder to cook and not a lot of places carry pork yeah, chops. Yeah, I don't want to deal with it. I think the only place I can find pork chops at a set-down restaurant is Caballero's. Like Ooh. an Italian, which is an Italian wow. restaurant. Italian. But they do, but they do uh, pork chops. Pork chop sandwiches. Yeah. But like, I'll give credit for that Mario movie. Is It did, like you said, it, 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 did, it took risk. It went, it did what it wanted to, right? Yeah. There's no way something like that would be done today. Because, no. like, the one thing you guys say about the, the new Mario movie is it plays everything safe. Safe. And that, yeah, this movie did not play anything safe. Yeah, it did not call him King Koopa, even. No. It was Bowser from the get-go in this movie. And I think it's also too interesting because the movie is 93, right? Yeah. And Mario, for Nintendo, came out in 94, I mean, 84, 85, right? Yeah. So... Mario had been around as a creation for less than 10 years at that point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. It just kind of shows, because you just got to think about, like, just historically, how big the Nintendo was when it first came out, because it saved the video game industry. It was the biggest selling toy in the world. Well, even, like, the uh, the story of Mario 2, how uh, what was originally going to come to the States, they were they were terrified would be too hard for the American audience. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they did the, the Doki Doki Panic uh, yep. switch switcheroo. And it's just so weird to think that that panic, that like that that freak out of like, oh, I, I don't know if it's gonna panic. be, yeah. uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if the Americans are gonna like it. Yeah. Like that game ended up defining so much of the the Mario canon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Even though it was all a dream. Birdo was a dream? Yeah. But hey, Birdo is now like one of the most popular yeah. characters in the Mario universe. Birdo and Shy, Shy Guys. guys. Yeah. yeah. Is that the big, the two big things that came out of that game would be the Shy Guys and Birdo? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you see the, the big frog guy hanging out very often. Because one thing I was saying all the other day, well, well when I was watching the movie, um, once you get out of the 2D Mario games, do you get any iconic villains in the Mario Dude, what, you gallery? Get, hold on. Before that, Toad. Yeah, is well, Toad was in Mario, NES. But it's like a huge Mario 2 thing. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. where we get like yeah. really introduced to Toad. Toad and Princess yeah. Peach yeah. as the name. Oh, because she wasn't really... Because she was still Princess Toadstool. Princess in. Toadstool, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, but I was thinking about the other thing. So once you get to Mario 64, to the Galaxies, to Sunshine, to the, uh, to the one in 2017, um, the villains that are non... The ones from the first three or four games... Are just super generic villains, yeah. right? Um, like they're just. I think of something they don't stick have, around. Yeah, King I, King Bomb. Yeah, but he King, was just a bomb bomb. Yeah. yeah, it was it was just a bigger but. I mean, okay, Bowser is just a bigger turtle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, I can't um, wait till Mike comes back. King in here. Boo when he comes to Luigi's Mansion, like, but that's almost like its own thing. And I'm thinking again, gonna, it's just like a giant yeah, version yeah. of yeah. Because I was just trying to think. I guess like you could say Bowser Junior. Uh, Bowser Junior was a. Which also that that was a weird thing with the manuals too when they uh, had a retcon and be like what we didn't say that the the the, the, the Koopa ache, yeah the little Koopas were the kids even though it clearly they says are the in, kids uh, yeah it's like Bowser needs to start wearing condoms yeah because he got a lot of kids <laughs> yeah he's got uh, yeah I got nine that I know of <laughs> Bowser Jr. yeah Bowser Junior well even um uh oh shit what's his name the named Magic Koopa oh the, the oh, magic dude uh, uh, Magic Koopa Magic Koopa. Well, so well, Ma- again, Magic Koopa's the race. The wizard guy with the Magic Koopa. Oh, no, is. he's a he's he's got, he actually has hold on Kamek. No, Kamek, that's yeah, right. K A M E K. And he first appeared in one of the two D ones. So he was in uh, Yoshi's Island. Yeah, it was a uh, he, he was he was I think he first got his name in Yoshi's Island to be the like the not just the generic Magic Koopa. Yeah, but then he uh, he becomes a a big a big thing going forward. Is it and controversial to say that Yoshi's Island is the best 2D Mario game? It's so it's, I mean, it's definitely up there. It's it's it allows for some of the most versatility I've ever seen in a video game before. Okay. Like the the fact that you can, if you're if you're good enough and you know what you're doing, you can take out most of the bosses before Kamek arrives, mm. and then he just shows up and goes, "Oh shit!" Really? And then takes you can? off. Yeah, uh, a lot of the bosses. Oh. Uh, if you huh. if you fire your egg at the right time, yeah, it will still be like going through while there's still a little plant or little whatever he, he he transforms yeah uh i know that the fire flower is the biggest one that you can just throw the you throw your egg in as you're entering and it will bounce and hit the flower take it out okay. the camera shows up and there's not a glitch it's literally they they, they plan for that to happen oh, wow. so he's like oh oh oh, oh no ah, huh. and then like just runs off Wow. Am I tripping balls? Or did Yoshi's Island have the crying baby all the time? Yes. Yes, yeah. Okay. Little baby Mario. Little baby Mario. It wasn't Jesus. No. It was baby Mario. He had a hat. Yes, he had a fun hat. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit too big for him. Yeah. That yeah. is probably the only drawback to that game, I feel like, is the incessant uh crying. Oh, because it's stressful. It's, it's shrill. stressful. It is yeah. shrill. It's but shrill. You yeah. need it. I it guess. Is up there, yeah. It's up there with the Sonic Drowning music yeah. for yeah. me. Because you don't get uh, you don't uh, capture uh, baby uh, Mari, uh, Mario after like ten seconds or so. I think so. You lose. Yep. Yeah, so it's stressful of as you're trying not to get Yoshi killed, but also getting that little baby back. Yeah, yeah, it's intense. Oh, it's a super intense, but I think it's my favorite of the um, the two D ones. It's between that and World for me. 
this world is so good. Yeah, I cannot think of any just hours. <laughs> yeah. Anything outside of the Paper Mario's that had another villain that was And it was kind of sad in the last like Paper Metal Mario. Metal Mario maybe, but that, yeah. I think that was that was in 64. Yeah, 64 and Sun, 64 and Sunshine. Yeah. But now it's it's always just been it's always been Mario and Bowser, man. Like Yeah. Mario Bowser. I played the shit out of Odyssey, and I don't remember a single one of the villains one of the that villains wasn't names. one of the big names. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I did not like the villains in Odyssey. I, I thought they were corny yeah. and childish. That's where, that's where we're discussing while uh, you're grabbing our pizza. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. There's not been since the 2D Mario games like a really, except for maybe Bowser Junior, an established villain. Mm-hmm. Wario. Wario, but still is a 2D. I yeah, mean, 2D. With, with that counts 2D is because he he was first Game appearance Boy. was in like yeah. Waluigi, I don't know. Waluigi is amazing. Well, so well, Waluigi, Waluigi was introduced in Mario and the the tennis. Was that his first appearance? The Mario Tennis. Yeah, it was. Oh wow, it was Mario trivia. Okay. Yeah, he was introduced in Mario Tennis because Wario needed a doubles partner. Yeah. And so, technically, he's also the only character that was the only canon character that was technically not developed by Nintendo. Because it was the 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 sports game team that oh, yeah. did the that made the game that sort of hell you know, threw in the design and be like, what if we just made a Nevo Luigi? He's um, awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. But uh, when is but when has he ever actually been a villain? He's not in really. any of the games. He's, he's not, not really. There, no. Like he's he's not actually taken that role, so I don't know if that counts. I feel no. like that was after Wario also changed his ways when Waluigi came around. Like by then, nah, Wario kind of became like Wario. He's still, an asshole, yeah, yeah. but is he a he's bad guy? An anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. He's their venom. So uh, okay, I, I just can't think of his name right now. <laughs> yes. Who's the guy who does the voice for Mario in the the games? Cloud Martinet. Uh, wow. uh, Charles Mar- Charles Charles Martinet. Martinet. Why does I say Cloud Martinet? Martinet. Hey, nice job. Uh, when I was at Dragon Con one year, uh, somebody asked him about Waluigi, and everybody in the audience was giggling because you know all the little stories about Waluigi being one of their gay characters and uh, Charles had no idea of this Charles was like wait what he had no idea <laughs> yeah. yeah and uncircumcised apparently Waluigi <laughs> yeah. Charles why is that well Wal- Waluigi I don't know about Charles according to the internet Okay, Waluigi is uncircumcised. Wow. I will um, say that they dropped the ball on the Waluigi name. You couldn't come up with something better than that. I get that it's Wario, but yeah. it's, you kind of come up with something better than Waluigi. Louisville? L- but but one I mean? cool thing that Charles was at uh, Dragon Con the year he was at, I went because uh, my friend Aylin was going through a really bad time at that point, and I wanted to get her a surprise. So me and Jason went in to get an autograph for her, right? Yeah. And we go to Charles and say, hey, this is for... Our friend Aylin, she's transgender. She really loves you. Mario kind of saved her life. And he starts to do his autograph. And then while he's doing it, he's doing like um, like word balloons for Mario and Princess Peach. And he's doing voices while he's doing this. Oh, yeah. And he's going, hey, Princess Aylin. And he's doing all the voices as he's putting it. Let's go in the corner. And it was that's awesome. just so pure hearted. Yeah, that's yeah, so sweet. He is such a good dude. Do you know where Wario comes from? Wasn't it WarioWare? Well, no, I meant the no. He, he well, his first appearance was in Super uh, Super Mario Land. Oh, right. right, 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 uh, right oh, sorry, right. Sp- specifically Super Mario Land Two: The Six Golden Coins. Right. Where he was the villain uh, that had that area. But do you know where like the name Wario comes from? I do not know the origins. Uh, there is a Japanese word waru waru. Uh, I'm, never, I'm I'm butchering this. Sorry, <laughs> waruri, which just means bad. Oh. So literally, by combining that with Mario, became. Bad Mario. Okay. 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 So that's like 
You don't just, really. That's lightning in a bottle. Like you don't get to do that twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, well, they, they tried, and that's why yeah. you, that's how you get Waluigi. 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 Wow, that's really cool to know. And he's uncircumcised. To, they were trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's probably why he's it's like. Kinda like <laughs> it's kind of like when uh, <laughs> when was it? What's, what was the joke? Uh, when 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 Star Wars got released in in Denmark, everyone's like, "Oh, uh, Dad Vader, what?" Oh, no, yeah. sorry, Darth, Darth Father. What? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> why, oh, wow. is this, why is this a twist? I don't get it. <laughs> wow. So I learned, uh, speaking of fun trivia, I learned something today. Can you guess what the first game with the microtransactions was? Nobody will guess it. What are you defining as microtransactions? Where you have to pay more money for more stuff. I mean, you know, Pong. No. We're or, not going to count you pay 25 cents to play a game. <laughs> Um, That's literally, literally, I'm literally gonna give the... you a hint. It dates back to 1990. 90. Nobody will get this. Mm. Hold on, a game that you had to get more stuff. Yep. You can pay money to get more stuff. Yep. Was it fucking Game Boy? No, it's 90. arcade. Arcade. Okay, because I was saying Game Boy just because. Basically, in this game, I'll just say it. Double Dragon Three. What? The Rosetta Stone. What are you Basically, talking about? Basically, between levels, you would have a shop, and the shopkeeper would have items that you could purchase, like extra guys, uh, energy, power-ups, and you'd have to pay an extra quarter or two what? for each one. Wow. The only one before that could be maybe Gauntlet, oh. because in 1985, when it first came out, irregardless of how you were doing, there was that power bar that was slowly siphoning down, and you'd have to play more quarters yeah. to pay it. But the only game, the first game, would have like what we would consider microtransactions, was this double dragon? Because oh, between wow. stages, you could you be could, like, you could hey, pay I money power ups to get huh. power ups. Yep, wow. that's fucking crazy, isn't it? Okay, it's crazy they didn't catch on with more yeah. people. You would think like the arcade makers would be like, this is fucking yeah. great. Well, did, did you remember? Did you know that Double Dragon Three had that uh, subtitle? Or was that a stone? Yeah. Okay, so then yeah, yeah. it didn't do well, did it? <laughs> <laughs> did fucking no. do well, did it? No, uh, if you uh, Matt McMuscles. Uh, yeah. He did the day uh, Double Dragon What Happened, and he goes through the whole uh, series of Double Dragon games. And after two, it goes downhill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I, it goes downhill. I played three a lot on the NES, but I don't even remember that it was called the Rosetta Stone. Yeah, I didn't have to, I didn't either. What the fuck are you talking about? I remember in two <laughs> was great because when you're on that uh, level where you're on the helicopter, you could just kind of be down at the corner doing your tornado kicks, <laughs> and everybody would get kicked and fall out of the plane. Two is really good. Yeah, two is the best of the Double yeah, Dragon games. Yeah, it is. And a weird twist of fate, I actually prefer the NES ones to the arcade versions. It was never like that back in the day for me, but I think the NES ones are more playable. Yeah, they're really good. I don't think I ever actually found a physical arcade in any of the the, oh. the at least any of the places I ever played. Yeah. I only I only ever saw them on the consoles okay. because we those were getting phased out mats. in our in your, for, your time. for us. Oh, those, yeah. Yeah, Double Dragon was getting phased out. There was one I would play. It was in Woodson's Mall. And I didn't I didn't even know but, they had arcade cabinets until you, until you said that. You didn't know about arcade cabinets. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that arcade cabinets How young existed. are you? <laughs> I did not know that Double Dragon had an arcade Yeah, version. Double Dragon. I don't know if two ever did because I can only, my memory is only a playing two on the NES. But one definitely played it because we got to the end of my friend the first time we got to the end and you have to battle each other for Marion's hand. Yeah. And that was like, <laughs> that was such a big twist. When Jimmy and Bammy had to fight each other. <laughs> Wait, it, what was his Bimmy in the NES they messed it up and there was like a, a blooper where it was like Jimmy and Bammy Lee instead of Jimmy and Billy Lee or <laughs> they, Bammy and Jamie or something like that. They messed up too. They said one of the Low last Black games Betty, Rare did before Rare got bought exclusively for Nintendo. Yeah. They did a Rare Battle Toads Double Dragon game and they messed oh, yeah. up the names of the two characters. <laughs> yeah. It's a good they, game yeah. though. 
I forgot. forgot about, yeah, I forgot that though. That was rare. That was Man. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, also, uh, one last thing about the Mario movie. Um, yeah. I'm very displeased that you didn't include Funky Kong in this film. And I'm <laughs> hoping that in the future, you'll He's going to have to show that. up. <laughs> with, how much, with how much shit Seth Rogen talked about the Donkey Kong rap, I'm surprised you know, we got anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. I was kind of sad that the only chain chomp you get is on the one of the tables near the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I was kind of mad about that. We did see Yoshi in one scene. You get we, to see we, a bunch we, of Yoshis. We, get a, we, get a, we, get, we saw a bunch of Yoshis, and we get a Yoshi... Post credit scene. No, see, my... Will, you're listening to this episode. <laughs> the whole family got up to start leaving as soon as the movie go over. They, didn't wait, they did not wait for the credit scene. Oh. I am fear... Because I would have sat there if I knew there was a credit scene. Yeah, so the... Oh. I, spoilers. Will, from now on, spoilers. we have to stay through the credits. Spoilers, Yoshi's egg is at in, in the <gasps> post-credit scene, and it's cracking, and you hear... Oh, yeah. my God. So, by the way, Yoshi, darkest Mario character... Uh, because uh, number one, he eats people, turns them into uh, eggs, and he also <clears throat> destro- just throws his unborn children at well, people. So, well, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe they're not fertilized. The I eggs, can see. Yeah, it's, a, the, um, the, it's, it's one of those things that you definitely you could argue it's so dark, but a they're unfertilized, so okay. yeah, uh, no, it's not. It's not throwing children at anybody. But Yoshi is definitely is pro-choice, it, though. Oh, for sure. I guess it's that thing of like, kind of like when Kirby when when Kirby does it, like you don't think about it. It's just like a that's what he does. It's not like I guess you're making the conscious decision to to who you eat, but like it's not like a like me going like oh, I'm gonna have Jim for dinner tonight, yeah. and Yoshi's just like ah food. Um, <laughs> like it's it's a it's a mindless act. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's evil. If that's By the dark. way, Cody's uh, impersonation of Yoshi way better than yours. <laughs> I, that's, that's just because my voice is fucked up. I won't do it right. When it's yours normal. is yum. I don't remember Yoshi having a catchphrase yum, but when Cody said yeah. Uh, but also I thought that you were going for the other angle about Yoshi being dark the fact that he is like some kind of weird immortal being that teleports into eggs and sacrifices his life constantly for Mario so he can jump higher when you did that the first you didn't even think about it as a kid you're just letting Yoshi die so you can get the top of that goalpost I need to go back and play that game I need to go back and play that game again (laughs) you're sounding like you're a time traveler I need to go back I need to go back and fix (laughs) come on Marty we gotta go back to save your kids we have a time machine doc we can go fucking whenever we want yeah um sorry uh but i need to go back and play that again because i genuinely i remember so much about super mario brothers or super mario world i don't everyone everyone talks about that scene that 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 bit where you have to throw yoshi off to get to the to get the extra jump to end yeah to end the game Yep. I don't remember doing that. I could have swore that I... <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> I could have swore that, I, that, that Yoshi came with me. No. no, no there was no well, way. He, said, he can't sun... Oh, yeah, because he disappears. Does he disappear as soon as you go through the goalpost? Yeah, always. He busts into stars or something That's like right, that. That's right, yeah. Huh. I, got, I, I, guess, yeah. Yeah, I gotta go back and play through it again. so weird. I tried to speed run it. I was, I was using an emulator to try and, uh, I mean, uh, huh. a legally owned Nintendo copy. Nintendo will come after you. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't play. Nintendo I was trying to speedrun it at one point, and I kept I kept getting stuck in that the one of the levels before that, where you had, you're trying to like jump up weird in a weird way. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, no, I just I just don't remember that happening. But everybody, yeah. it's such a, a again a, such a memed yeah yeah concept. I was like, yeah, that's I had to have. I must yep. have. <laughs> Who's your uh, main in Mario Kart? My main in Mario Kart. Yep. 
that you'll throw tables if you don't get the beef. Let me think. Oh, wait. No, yeah. Um, It's always Link. Link? Yeah. Okay. Yoshi here. Baby Rosalina. Okay. Oh. I go back and forth. Sometimes I like the Tanuki Mario. Sometimes I go with the uh, Wario. You're a Wario guy. I can see that. It's trollish. I think oh, it's and also my, my, my secondary would be Waluigi, for sure. Okay. And, and I'll probably pick him anyway, just because, you know, some kid's going to be like, I want to be Link. And it's like, well, all right, kid. <laughs> yeah, you can be Link. You can be Link, man. Yeah. yeah no, I, I don't know what it was. Just something about that. Something about the color of the tracksuit and just seeing like a little, little fucking baby with a pacifier and a tracksuit. I was like, <laughs> all right. Let's do this. Yeah. I also enjoy using Lemmy just because it's Lemmy. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. It's insane um, that a game that came out on the Wii U is still receiving regular DLC updates like tracks. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What in the world? And they actually started releasing new tracks. There's a new Yoshi's Island track. Jesus Speaking Christ. of Yoshi's, Yoshi, we're going to do a box office game tonight and we're going to do the Wario of the Hollywood Elite. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's perfect. Nick Cage. Yes. Who may be my favorite Nepo baby? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's uh, um, because of because uh, his uh, his his grandfather is Francis, Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Is like yeah. fucking Bram Stoker Dracula. Because yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Cage got his name uh, Cage from Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, because he's a big uh, he was big uh, combo guy. Yeah. The worst Nepo baby, though, is Kim Jong-un. Sweet Christmas. <laughs> Ooh, whoa. Political He's, here today. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's political to say that a dictator is the worst. Well, well actually, in this modern day no, age. They are. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, so we're going to do Nick Cage. Uh, so how we usually do this is I'll go and try to find the top 15 movies of Nick Cage. And usually I grab a whole bunch of his movies. Nick Cage has been in a stupid amount of movies. Yeah, I owe you an apology. When I actually looked at the list myself, I was like, oh, I suggested this one. He's like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I was like, like, that's exciting. Because like, <laughs> originally night we were going to do Sandra Bullock. We were going to do our first female for the box oh, office. Uh, but oh, uh, we're going to save Bullock, that for, uh, for Amanda Litter, Lighter, Looter. <laughs> whatever. Man, I'm not coming back there anymore. That's what her name is. <laughs> yeah. Amanda Looter Shooter. Yeah. Three. Uh, but for as far as acting goes, his first role, because I always think it's fascinating when you can like a, his first movie this way. Oh, I bet I know it. Wait. Okay. I don't know it. Okay. The first time I ever noticed him, I'm just going to guess that one. Okay. It's wrong. I know it's going to be wrong. Okay. Uh, his first role where he was actually acting in it and not a background actor or something. Yeah. I'm saying Peggy Sue got married. Nope. A little bit okay. before that. He had a... Uh, his first movie was called something the best of times, but his first movie after that, when he was just a friend in the movie, a character, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He's in Fast Times. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's Brad's buddy. With his unibrow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do Dick Cage. Uh, the, I'll tell you right now, I didn't include Renfield in the list because it's kind of new and it's not really over yet. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, it doesn't look like it's doing well either. It's that a sucks. fun movie. I haven't got to watch it yet, I but I'm going to see, see it on see Thursday. It. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, but we'll start with you, and we'll go around. All right. Uh, so let's start with The Rock. Dwayne Johnson is not on this list. <laughs> this is Nick Cage. There it is. There uh, it is. The Rock is number five. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, the Rock made uh, domestically $134 million, worldwide $335. And um, it's a really good movie. It's a great James Bond sequel. Oh, you think of it as a James Bond movie? I, I do think of it as a James Bond sequel. Because Explain. Connery's character is a spy who's been locked up for 25 years mm. for stealing government documents. And he is an ex-SAS guy okay. and OSS guy. Okay. And I like to think that that's a kind of a little Aww. sequel to Bond. I never that, thought of that 
they are using Bond. It's kind of amazing. Because, yeah, um, because. Bond without being Bond, yeah. He's so good at shit, right? Yeah. Like, who else would it be? Like, he literally, like, you know, he's like, you're tearing my fucking arm off when he throws the guy off the balcony <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. the wiring. Yeah. Like, the, the dude's really talented. Yeah. Plus, he saves pretty much. Uh, What's his name? Uh, good Stanley Goodspeed. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Through the whole, he's basically it, it's a it's an escort mission. Yeah, mid nineties. <laughs> mid Nick Cage is awesome. Oh yeah, that's that's yeah. peak Nick Cage. Yep, yeah. uh, Mike. I'll have to say that my very very favorite Nick Cage movies probably aren't going to be on this list. No. So uh, we're we're just going to go for the box office game here. I'm going to throw out mm, National Treasure. National Treasure, which one? Just the first one? The first one is on here at number four. Number four? And it's so great because he is a national treasure. Mm. Hell yeah. Um, and they just re- uh, canceled the Disney show. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I literally saw that 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 173 million domestically, worldwide, 347 million. Wow. I love those movies. It's kind of amazing, too, because he did two and then just no more. And both of the national treasures movies, spoilers here, did well. <laughs> Yeah, he had a franchise going for him there. He was the next Indiana Jones if he'd have kept that going. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for some reason, two and done, and they were both fun. Yeah, yeah. Boston. I cannot be as as stoic as Mike in this uh, okay. situation. I have to know. <laughs> Raising Arizona. Yeah, awesome. Raising Arizona, not in the top fifteen, Damn but it. in my heart, I was hoping it is. so too. <laughs> uh, Damn it. Twenty nine million. God, it's one of my favorite. It only made so six good. million internationally, domestically twenty two. But it's another one of those movies that found it's definitely found its audience at home. Oh yeah, no, it was it was a. It, it, I think I, I honestly I still think it's one of the first movies I ever saw that could be considered like a cult classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, this is. Ugh. It's got the <sighs> best opening, like one of the best openings <laughs> of movies, like the first ten minutes with him and Holly Hunter, like flirting and then getting married. What? Did any of you ever play Full Throttle, the LucasArts yeah. game? The, it was uh, I know point and click. Point, point click. click. Yeah, uh, it was really good. Just that the intro of the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, oh, reminds yeah, yeah. me of that game. Every time I see, every time I see, I just it, it looks like they. I mean, it looks like they they took they took shots from the game. Yeah, and yeah. turned them into a, into to movie scenes. It's so good. Yeah, so yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. You know, it's Randall Texcom. Because they don't really keep points of this, so it's not really a game. But yeah, yeah. pick the movies you like. Yeah, fuck All it. Right. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Let's go. We're back to you. Is Vampire's Kiss on that list? No. Uh, (laughs) I gotta know. So, Vampire's Kiss, this may be the lowest box office of any movie that we've ever discussed on this podcast. Oh, $725,000. $725,000. So, this was definitely the intimate of what is like this would definitely be something that you would consider a cult classic yeah it was and, my introduction to him if you yeah. can imagine that oh my so god he, what a great so introduction he bugs in the movie or something because i know he's come out now and said he just kind of won't do that anymore like he eats something he straight right? up eats a cockroach off a stove a cockroach yeah. yeah yeah and he was like i don't think i would do that I anymore mean, in a movie cringe man that was hard to see because he just goes for it oh that's the yeah. a b c d e f g <laughs> and the thing is that's um that's vampire's kiss is after he's done raising he's done peggy sue he's done moonstruck yeah so at really? that point he's a known actor oh wow yeah moonstruck's a good movie too yeah where he, he talked about at one point that like his the, the the reason why we have nick like the the nick cage the character of nick cage yeah is that he was going out of his way to try and like bring back the like when you when you did stage plays you had to be big bold and bombastic because you got to be going to because you got to project to the back of the theater and he was trying to like emulate that style of just over the top 
you know, being present in the movies. Yep. And that's how you end up getting this this bizarre character. Yeah, but it's the epitome of a cult classic. That's the word I was looking for earlier. When, when I just got really quiet. Uh, Mike. Uh, let's throw face off into the ring. Face slash off. Off. Face off. off. Can you imagine how creepy that would be if your kid and your dad just keeps like running his fingers no. down your face? <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, that's uh, one of my favorites. Face off is on here. Probably the best American movie that John Woo did. You definitely. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. better than Hard Target, and I really like Hard Target. Yep, and way better than Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, Face Off, though, was in that run where he had three movies in the mid-90s that baked back-to-back-to-back to back to back that did well. 112 domestically worldwide, 245. Great movie. I think it holds up. I saw it on the other day, and yeah, that, that movie holds up. Where's that on the list? Uh, number six. Number six. Ding, 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 ding. Well, Boston. Have we gone ahead and just gone for National Treasure 2 yet? All right, National Treasure 2. Uh, <laughs> National Treasure 2 is number two. What? Oh. Number two? Book of I, Secrets. I had, a, had, a, had a feeling it was probably... Wow. Book of Secrets? Just, that was what it was called? Oh, that's yep. right. That's the one with Ed Harris in it. Yeah, and it. Huh. Uh, oh, yeah. And this yeah. is why it kind of surprised me, because it did better than, you know, the uh, the first one did. Huh. Um, it made... Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Sorry. Dude, um, make it it the- made uh, 219 domestically, 459 worldwide, so it made... Over a hundred million more than the first one. Oh did. wow! Whoa! Yeah, it's a good movie too, though. It's a good movie. Too. The Mount Rushmore stuff is great. It's really cool. Yeah, because it like immediately I thought about. It, I was like, they made that so believable that now I feel like I need to go to Mount Rushmore and just yeah. be like, what's over there? And <laughs> unfortunately, now that the show flopped, I bet they're just too nervous to try to do another National Treasure movie with him. I wish they would because he he's stayed in great shape. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and he looks good, and he he's still doing great. Yeah. And, um, Speaking of being in great shape. You. Yeah, well, no, well, that too, yes. But <laughs> yeah. also, uh, a movie I think that he's in his best great shape. Okay. His greatest shape. Con Air. Oh. Con Air is on here. That was a part of his, uh, in the mid-90s, he had four films, back. To, actually, it was actually four films, back to back to back to back, uh, that did really well. Yeah. In fact, the one before he did The Rock was Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Where he won an Oscar, That's so he kind of—it's hard to watch. It's so <laughs> yeah. weird though, leaving Las Vegas, a honey honeymoon in Las Vegas to leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a very it's different. a dark it's dark trajectory there. Very different uh, movies. But uh, but you had said uh, Con Air and yeah. Con Air was number eight. Oh wow! Yeah, good movie. Another really good, good movie. movie. And what I like to think I liked about Con Air is, if I remember that right, the bad guy had what was actually a valid point for him being bad i believe uh cyrus the virus yeah like why he wanted to do what he was yeah doing. i believe so yeah yeah it's one of those two movies i can't remember if it was con air or the rock no it was the rock the rock was the one where, okay. the rock because no. i don't want to say oh yeah that movie and then you look back no. and it's like we're gonna eradicate the jews <laughs> <laughs> no the rock was the the rock had a really like the ed harris's character in the rock was trying to help people yeah okay so it was the rock then not yeah. con air his soldiers had died and they scrubbed it and acted like they didn't do anything yeah. and didn't didn't help the family. Which is great in the movie like where yeah. the bad guy has like a reason. Yeah, a yeah. good reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike. Hmm. I'm gonna throw an throw. odd one out, perhaps. Duck. Okay. Uh, Lord of War. Okay, so I'm so thankful that you said Lord of War. It's not on this list. Hey. Um. What? Sorry. But Lord of War has, I think, the best opening title sequence of any movie because it starts with the making of that bullet and it follows the bullet through its whole journey until it ends up in a person. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he plays like a arms dealer. Yeah. It's uh, a yeah. cool movie. Uh, Lord of War, 24 domestically, mm. inter- internationally 48, mm. uh, worldwide 72. Mm. Yeah, I'm movie. sure internationally that movie probably would, uh, would do okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you think it would do better in America? We love our guns. <laughs> um, all right. Boston. But definitely, it definitely translates across uh, any yeah, language yeah, barriers. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot think of any. You know what? Uh, uh, f- fuck you. Um, oh, shit. Whoa. Uh, wow. <laughs> shit. City of Angels. Okay. Uh, uh, City of Angels was the fourth of that back to back to back to back run that he did. I think I made enough backs in there. I was like, um, back to back to back. Right? Uh, 78 million domestically, 120 uh, internationally, 198 worldwide. It's got the dumbest ending of any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> so if you haven't seen a movie, based on a movie, Nick Cage is an angel. What, right? what, what number was it, though? Uh, oh, sorry. Number 12. Okay. Um, so Nick Cage, at the end of it, gets to become a human, right? Yeah. He's an angel. He gets to become a human. And his lover, Meg Ryan, goes on a bike ride. And she's turned a corner. And she just puts her hands out like this and closes her eyes and then gets hit by a truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb. But it's a poetic... It's, ending because of the oh. fact that he took his humanity yeah. to be to, to, instead of being an angel and the second he does it the, the she, reason he does it yeah. she fucking wow. dies yeah 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 that oh, is so dark. tragic yeah that's a good yeah, movie too. good movie though waste alright we'll do one more round so that gives one you time round. Boston okay alright what about Ghost Rider Ghost oh, Rider not a bad is guess. on here number 9 number 9 okay. I wonder if they'll ever bring him back as a Ghost Rider I bet they should. Um, they, they need to do something like uh, not necessarily Spider-Man, yeah. uh, Spider-Verse with it, but like yeah. have have a point where they like just bring back a bunch of Ghost Riders for a movie at one point. Yeah. Interesting, you mentioned Spider-Verse. Um, Ghost Rider, hundred fifteen uh, domestically, hundred twelve internationally, two twenty eight worldwide. Huh. People love that fucking Ghost Rider movie. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's fun. It's one of the better of the early Marvel movies. Yeah, I can see that. It's definitely one of the better ones. Your question led in, or your statement rather, led into my next question, which is: We're are we counting voice acting? Yes, we are counting voice acting. Yeah. I can tell you right now, because we're counting voice acting. Oh one, motherfucker! Yeah, <laughs> I'm hurting. One, three, and ten are voice acting. Into the yeah. Spider Verse yeah. is number three. Three? Yes. This oh, is no. going to shock you all. Nobody's going to guess number one. Uh, into the Spider Verse, I count it because he's uh, he's Spider Noir. Yeah, yeah. Spider Noir. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was he was a selling point of the of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he's coming back for this one. For the second one? Yeah, which is actually mm. going to be a two-part movie across and then beyond yeah. the Spider-Verse is it's, the plan here. Too bad he's not going to be in the live action is it Amazon oh, that's doing that? They're or? doing um series based on Silk. Is it Silk? It's Silk, I'm I believe. Be Spider-Man Noir. Somebody's doing Noir, I feel like. I don't know if I heard that, but um but yeah, but he's great in into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Next to Spider-Ham, he's my favorite character in oh, yeah. actually no, Spider-Ham, Peter Parker, then him. Really? Uh, I'm just sad that uh Spider-Noir got on a uh, movie before Punisher Noir, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. Yeah. It's okay. Punisher yeah. Noir wasn't actually that good. I'm tr- I'm trying to think I'm trying to think now of what other oh, animated fuck. movie has Nick Cage in it. You're kidding me. I think Cody knows now, and I'm excited. That I'm okay, like I kind of do. Like I'm okay. pretty sure I know. Yeah. Oh no, I don't. I originally, I wasn't going to add him because I was mad, but I was like, no, no, this has to be. <laughs> it has to be accurate. I'll give you a hint for one, if you want. If you want a hint, car movie, where he's driving a car around. I'll give you another hint of another one. Go, well, gone in sixty seconds. Yes, nice. But I, I have to. I have to know with the. 
You're going to get... I'm going right, to tell you. Go, go, where's where's Gone in 60 Seconds? Gone in 60 Seconds is number seven. Okay. Gone in 60 Seconds uh, did 101 domestically, 135 internationally, 237 worldwide. So... <sighs> All right, what are the... Cody, what do you think? Is it the fucking Croods? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh. what? So the first oh Croods, my God. which is his best, his number one movie of all time, no. according to his box office, oh my God. 187 domestically, oh, 400 wow. million internationally, <laughs> 557 worldwide. What but the here's fuck? and the fall off is not any fault of the Croods. <laughs> <laughs> the fallout, the second one came out right around when the pandemic began. Yeah. So it did domestically 58, internationally 157 for a worldwide of 215. I want to know why worldwide it did $400 million. Why did the crudes sell so good everywhere yes. besides Yeah. Um, yeah, the crudes. I bet China just ate the crudes the fuck up. Oh, they were like, this is a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't have more than one child, but you can have two crudes. Wow. Um, number 15 on the list, uh, Family Man. Yeah. Uh, number 14, Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance. Hmm. Number 13, this is one I really liked, uh, Knowing. Knowing's fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good Rose movie. Rose Byrne. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, 12, City of Angels. Uh, 11, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, yeah. um, oh, 10, oh, that was successful. Fuck. Yeah. It did about $200 million. Uh 10, Crude's uh, A New Age. <laughs> and also, by the way, guys, when it dawned on Cody, what? The number one answer was the horror and disgust on his face. Yeah, it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. That's uh, what I, like, I saw it and I was like, oh no, what am I missing? What if I... Uh, I forgot about the crudes. I completely yeah, forgot that he's yeah. in that. Uh, never just, forget about the crudes. They'll sneak up on you. And uh, then I think we got the rest of them. Ghost Rider, Con Air, Gun in 60 Seconds, Face Off, The Rock, National Treasure, Into the Spider-Verse, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, and The Crudes. Nice. If I had a list of films that I needed to show uh, an alien really quick what our civilization was like, it'd be yeah. that list right there. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Here's your smorgasbord. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing when you look over his list because I know, like, you were going to say, there's your favorite movies. You're probably not going to mention because they're not on there. But he's had some great hits and, like, not hits, but good movies in the last few years. Uh, Mom and Dad uh-huh. was really good. Um, Pig? Pig was really good. Uh, what was the one? Caller. I seen that. I forgot about Caller that. Caller out of space. Caller out of space. Caller space fucking rocks. The unbearable <laughs> weight of massive talent. That movie's so good. Yeah, and it did okay. Uh, it did 62. I still need to go back and finish watching uh, Mandy and uh, Willy's Wonderland. They're yep. both really good. Yeah. Like, he's, he, he, but again, they're not They're not successful. They're amazing. Yeah, they're, they're goddamn right. amazing. Yeah. But yeah. they're not successful. Because he had this bit of time after um, in the... Since I know I know a lot more about Nick Cage now than I ever wanted to. Thanks, Mike. Um, from the mid uh, 2000s to uh, like I guess last six or seven years, you could tell where he was just picking up movies for a paycheck. Oh yeah, he was doing the Bruce Willis thing. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, man, so sorry about Bruce Willis. Like it is sad. Oh, that's, um, that's true. But in the last few years, it seems like he's leaning more into at least good, interesting scripts. So yeah. They're not making any money. But yeah, Pig is great. Yeah. It's almost like, it's not John, I don't want to say John Wick because then people think no, it's just yeah. a bunch of murdering. It's not. But it's such a good movie. It, but it, I, I see where you're coming from, yeah. the thematically. They John steal Wick. his truffle pig, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to one in particular that came out in 2009. To me, I kind of soured on Nick Cage when he went big Hollywood because he was doing less eclectic, less just madcap nutbag roles. Okay. What brought him back to that for me was a movie called 
uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port, Port of Call, New Orleans, which is a <laughs> yeah. sequel to Harvey Cartel okay. movie, which yeah. is completely fucked up in its own way. Yeah. But uh, yet to sequel to the original Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. If anyone out there is listening has not checked that out, I strongly recommend it. That was just a true return to just nutbag. That's an amazing Do you movie. need to see the first one? No, 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 not, not at all. all. Not at all. No. In, no, in no way. They're both good movies, though. This one is very, the first one's really fucked up. Mm. The second one's fucked up, too. I mean, but like in a different way. It's fun. Like, man, he's so good in Port of Call, New Orleans. <laughs> Oh and I, I can say one final thing about him. So I I, I used to um, post a lot on this uh, easy board back in the oh, yeah. in the late '90s, early aughts, right? Yeah. And one of my board. friends on that site, he went by the name Kuchabiter. Uh, his real name was Frank, and he worked for an auction house. And his auction house company was the ones responsible for when Nick Cage sold his comic collection oh, when he married uh, Maria Presley, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and so in New York, he was having the auction for Nick Cage's stuff and he said Ryan if you if you're in New York you can come you can come visit and so we we we, we set up like a the meetup right and I got to go backstage with him before the auction I got to hold in my hand an amazing fantasy number 15 oh my god an action comics number 1 uh, and I got to see actual drawing boards for John Burns the the Dark Phoenix saga what? oh wow yeah and an original oh god what's his name the famous <laughs> Let's say famous artists. I can't think of his name. Uh, the guy that used to do the all the big famous pictures. Uh, Norman Rockwell. Norman Rockwell. Yeah, I got to see some Norman Rockwell. When I was holding the Amazing Fantasy fifteen, I'll tell you, the the guard kind of tensed up a little. Bit. <laughs> yeah. I think he saw that I was calculating. All right, so we're gonna take a break here. Somebody may have to poop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe pooping yeah. involved in this yeah. And uh, we got some pizza, which is exciting. We'll record the whole thing for yeah. you. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's going to be in our Patreon episode. <laughs> oh, uh, who's our pooping guest? Uh, <laughs> and then we're going to come back. We're going to do the results of our dinosaur draft. And then we're going to do our new draft. Awesome. And we're going to do the yang to the yin of the top five G.I. Joe characters of all time. Ooh, exciting. Yes. yes. Cobra! So stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, beautiful people of the internet, uh, to the second half of the BRB AFK podcast. Um, I believe, Ryan, uh, you've got something very uh, yeah, very ancient to talk about. Yeah, uh, so number one, nobody pooped. Nobody no, pooped. Nobody pooped nope. before the break. I thought I thought there could be poop action. That was uh, that was word on the street, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I installed the uh, quarter dispenser on the toilet. Nobody yeah. wanted to pay up. Can't believe that toilets now have microtransactions. <laughs> So our last episode, we did dinosaurs. We uh, drafted dinosaurs, and we decided we had four little ones. Don't worry, they didn't listen to the episode. Um, uh, my uh, niece and nephew, Natalia and Parker, and our fr- uh, Scott and I's friends' uh, kids, uh, Asher and Sophie. So the first thing we did is I was first going to have the kids read off the, their uh, their 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 picks and then record them all uh but it turns out hurting kids into doing that kind of stuff is kind of hard <laughs> so i ended up just uh having them write it down so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna actually tally this up while we talk one was mine two was uh ck's right threes are you three is you and four is mike i'll just say this way uh parker Gave the number one pick to the T Rex group. Okay, so number one for Parker 
is yours. T-Rex. So that's yep. four points. Yep. Four points for Boston. And then Parker's second favorite was mine. Okay. All right. All right. Hell yeah. Thank you, Parker. <laughs> his uh, number three pick was Cody's. And then his fourth pick was Mike's. You know what? Show over. I'm done here. <laughs> I'm shutting this down. Parker, well, <laughs> you got to answer this I question, I think ben. you're going to like my niece here in a second. Though. All right. All right. Uh, so Nat's number one uh, is Mike's. Oh, well, wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Her number two mm-hmm. is Boston's. Ah, fair enough. Cool. Cool. Her mm-hmm. number three is CK's. Mm-hmm. And her last place is mine. Uh-huh. But you know what? I still love you, Nat. Yeah, you're my favorite. <laughs> All right. Um, and this is great, too, because when, uh, when Nat sent me um, Sophie's and Asher's, Asher replied, he wanted, me to tell, he wanted me to know this, Asher says, you are so funny and thumbs up, smiley face happy. <laughs> he actually <laughs> spoke out emoticon. So uh, I think that's going to happen a lot with the next generation. Yeah. All right. Hieroglyphics. So Sophie's number one is number two. D- Cody? Yeah, so okay. number case. two. Um, her number uh, two, two, two. This is exciting radio. Her number two was number four. Okay. Uh-huh. Her number three was number one. Oh, my first one. Oh, and her <laughs> number four was three. And uh, in Asher's, his number one is number three. His number two is number four. All right, all right. His number three is number one. And his fourth place is number two. Uh-huh. Number two. So this all is right. going to be tricky. Because right. right. yeah. I'm lost. So, I am too. Yeah, I have well, no idea. representation here. I'm looking, I'm looking at some interesting interesting information here. Okay. So is, is that everybody? Yes. Okay, so before Asher, Mike, CK, and I were actually all tied Whoa. at eight points. Wow. However, with that last round... Oh. Let me see here. So Ryan has a total score of three, six, seven, eight. A uh, total score of eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a miracle here. I was CK has a total score of nine. Oh. oh. This, is, this is tense. Uh, Mike D uh, is going to be in second place with an 11. I'll take it. But I uh, I skate by on a twelve. Wow, yeah. yes, makes yes. sense. Makes sense. Yeah. We I'm also one body that. for you, so I think everybody else is bad losers. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I yeah. understand. My my greatness is difficult to to yeah to deal with. I, I'd honestly say going out of the draft, I think most people thought Boston was probably going to get it because he mm-hmm. got two of the kids' most popular. Oh yeah, yeah no, I I knew my audience for this. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you killed it on this one. Knowing the audience is always important. Yeah, that's the reason why with our next draft. I'm going to fuck our, this up. <laughs> our, uh, now that you've won, you have no pressure. Nope. Um, our, 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 our debater for that one, our, our, our judge, I should say, is um, Michael Shibley. Mm-hmm. Yes. That know your role. Debater. Yeah, know your role. Uh, hopefully, maybe he'll be able to actually record something and send it in. He'll feel he'll Oh, feel yeah, that'd that. be really cool. I will say, I did notice this while I was getting it. I did have one voice clip for uh, Parker and one for Nat that I'm going to play. Let's do it. Number two, though, was Roger and the T Rex. Okay. <laughs> and now. I like number four and the. Dress Ceratops. Shy Ceratops and the Vice Ceratops. Yes. Yeah. All right. But yeah, kids, hard to work with. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to get. I, I applaud Will for getting, job, the, Will. getting that out. But then Will nice, called me and nice. said, hey, 
I'm just going to write them down for the rest of them. This is going to be a little tricky. Yeah. But thank you, kids, for being there for us. It was awesome, fun. We'll have to bring them back well, one I day. I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. And by the again, they did not listen to the episode. <laughs> uh, so do not worry. But yeah, so our draft subject this week is going to be professional wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, going, I think a lot of this is going to be older wrestlers, I yeah. imagine. Uh, there may be some newer ones in here. Our plan is four rounds, three singles wrestlers, and then one tag team. And they can, you can pick your tag team at any point during your four rounds. Mm. Let's see who goes first. I rolled a two. I am not going first. Oh, is it high roll or low roll? Well, four. four. Mike D, here's your die. Six. Oh, all right, so I got to match. I got to match Mike if I want to do. If I got, if I want to get my. Ooh, ooh, oh! I did it. I did it. Okay, so you two roll again. Roll how do we all out. Okay, roll, roll off? Yeah. Roll off. Two. So then you and I will have a loose roll off. One. Oh. Wow, that's tight. All right, so. so that means Mike. I am going to go with a wrestler that when he originally came out, I thought I was going to despise him. I was like, what a piece of trash this guy is. Uh, it took like one episode and I instantly loved Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. I mean, just what a badass. What, how, how convincing is he in his role? So fun, yep. so entertaining. And and there's one where I don't know if it would happen as much today where he basically wheeled himself into the push that he ended up getting. Yeah. Because wasn't he originally the ringmaster? Uh, and yes, yes, indeed. Some gener- Who was his manager? He had a manager, too. They gave a manager to Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin. Well, he was stunning Steve Austin in WCW. Yeah. And then he had that little bit in ECW where uh-huh. he started kind of doing that Stone Cold character. Yeah. But then he came over and he was the ringmaster and it was kind of like so bad. But then he ended up in this perfect situation, perfect storm where he was going against Jake the Snake Roberts mm-hmm. and Jake the Snake Roberts was doing his born again gimmick. Yeah. With the Bible quotes and everything oh like that. Oh my God. Yes. And Stone Cold 316. Just... Yeah. Yeah, that's a good pick, though, Mike. Yeah, yeah solid. Yeah. Right, what was the... Uh... Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> You're good at oh, impersonations. Yeah. I got it. I got Boston him. sucks. <laughs> Actually, let's hear your Stone Cold, Boston. What? <laughs> let's hear your Stone Cold. <laughs> what? Let's hear your Stone Cold. <laughs> what? Let's hear your Stone Cold. Let's keep that on for two Too big. <laughs> what, what? Man, he was... Talk about the greatest on the mic, probably. Oh, in my opinion. so good. Uh, there's like it's between him and Piper, right? Like, like yeah, he's the best yeah, on the yeah. mic. All right, All right Boston. So Stone Cold. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with somebody that <clears throat> when I was when I was actually when I was younger, I really did believe that I was going to be in this category. And I wanted I wanted it in life. I wanted to be a wrestler, and I wanted to be one of. The big guys. Mm-hmm. I want to be one of the big guys in in the, in the game. And when I capped out at six feet tall, I got really <laughs> heartbroken. No. I got super heartbroken. Um, but I'm going to choose. Uh, and I know, I know that he has been in the news a lot recently as being kind of a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But nothing, nothing drove my love for for wrestling more than Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he wow. really he really put it forward to me and to, to make that impact as a kid. Uh, and, and you know, make me really enjoy the enjoy you. Know, also, just teach me. Like, you can just have dark storylines in wrestling too. You didn't yeah, have to yeah, all yeah. be like, just hey, I don't like you. Didn't he I have, have sex? So much money. Didn't he have sex with Triple H's <laughs> dead <laughs> girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. allegedly. <laughs> yes. there was there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, yeah. alleged rape in that. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't age well. No, but. no, and neither did he. Mm. Um, 
but right. no, I guess like if you take the the actor out of the role, Kane is a good gimmick. Oh yeah, hell yeah. It, it was uh, it was it was a good gimmick. I I, th- I think when they went cor- with the the corporate Kane, corporate and he completely, Kane, yeah. completely left the mask at home. Yeah, I feel like that's when it started to kind of like oh you're just. You just want to be a regular wrestler again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Whatever. yeah. And then he had that uh, horror movie, and they had him as Kane. See no evil. See no evil, yeah. But no, oh, I think yeah. Kane is uh, Kane is one of the best gimmicks. And it's kind of crazy, the gimmick that Kane comes out of with The Undertaker, yeah. that they actually struck gold twice, with, twice basically, yeah. with that gimmick. Probably the greatest um, brother storyline in all of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they could have yeah. had it with Bray Wyatt, but for some reason they just just, they just, just cannot push it. him correctly. It. Yeah, And it, it's it's all there. Yeah, that's what's that's what's just showing once again that Vince McMahon is just out of touch. Yeah, out of touch. But man, that mustache. No. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> uh, all right, Cody. Um, since we're going with the Attitude Era kind of stuff, and I'm thinking about not only like legacies in wrestling, but uh, people who reinvented themselves the right way. Mm-hmm. That I think Kane was trying to model himself uh, in a way when we got corporate Kane and all that. Uh, Dustin Rhodes. Goldust. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Wow. What an amazing wrestler and the ability to come back as Goldust and make it his Goldust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when you got a, a one of the best uh, gimmicks, I think, yeah. in wrestling. Just one of the best wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't get enough credit. I he doesn't when, because he's sandwiched between his father yeah. and Cody. Yeah. Yeah. And he's... Uh, Technically, exactly where Goldust would like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's, that's the thing. When he came back, he was like, "I don't want to be as sexual as Goldust. Yeah, 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 I yeah. want to. I want to like to make it like more because like, the sexual worked in the nineties. Yeah, the, but he went, but he still there. had like his the charm of Goldust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, yeah. and, the, and it was a really cool character actually. Yeah. And um, man, what a fantastic wrestler! If you remember when he went to WCW. And they made him be that stupid Undertaker knockoff thing. Boogeyman Boogie or, or something, like. something like that. Yeah, it was not good. But, but then he had a decent run. His last run in the WWF was pretty good near yeah. the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, that's another tag team that I wouldn't really think would fit in that, but Goldust and Booker T. Uh, oh, oh so yeah. Like, yeah. Slung together and like really cool like rock and soul yeah and i thought uh he had a good uh connection with our truth near the end too mm-hmm. where yeah. they kept going back and forth yeah that's a good pick no my first pick hbk oh yeah. nice. sean michaels uh Go straight for the heart <laughs> yep one of my favorites and also I, I still believe the most two of the most iconic moments ever in wwf history happened with him the the bar the the pipers uh the the brutus barber uh what was that thing called the uh the the barber shop oh, where he yes, kicks yes, uh, yes. marty Janetti through the through the glass yeah and then the i'm sorry i love you it's a should have been rick flair's last match yeah mm-hmm. it should have been yeah yeah because that whole that whole scene where he just stands there and mouths that like mm-hmm. and that's just the perfection of the of the wwf camera team that they yeah. knew mm-hmm. where to hit where to watch him at before it happened. That goes beyond kayfabe. It transcends kayfabe. Yeah. That, that is actual, like, that is just quality entertainment. Yep. And mm-hmm. I saw that the other night, and after he does it, he rolls over and is, like, hugging Ric Flair on the ground and, mm-hmm. like, whispering things to him. Because at that point, I think everybody thought, Ric Flair will retire now. This is it, yeah. And they didn't think that Ric Flair was going to... Be Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then for my second pick, because I get to go again... Mm-hmm. 
Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Uh, one of the first true characters that I think kind of, in a way, he didn't transcend mm. it as much as like The Rock and mm. Stone Cold and John Cena did. But Randy Macho Man Savage, I think, was known outside of wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I, sorry. I, I, I was. I was. I was waiting to see where you're going with that. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that he. He's. He's one of the first. Well. No. Well. Was he. Was he before. He was. He was before Hulk. Right. Um. I think they were around the same time. Yeah. He came into WWF after Hogan, because I think he came in in nine in eighty five or eighty six. And I remember his the big storyline was all the managers were trying to get his business like the storyline was all these managers were trying to get him like jimmy's heart say you gotta come with me you know that whole thing (laughs) and then he ended up going with an unknown uh miss elizabeth and unfortunately i'm gonna be saying this a lot during this part of it r.i.p miss elizabeth um and that's still one of the best stories ever when hogan and macho man tag team become the mega powers and then macho man accuses hogan of having hungry eyes yeah for liz uh, cream always and another one of the most iconic <laughs> moments when Macho Man brings in Sherry and they awesome. do this whole thing where at the WrestleMania Sherry betrays Macho Man at the end and Miss Elizabeth comes down to the ring, punches Sherry out, and they hug. And I'll tell you right now, I'm goosebumping thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, but they were showing like grown men in that audience that were like full on weeping. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, Macho Man. That was good wrestling. Good wrestling. All right, CK. Oh, well, um, how do you go after that one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah. hard. Uh, I was going to go back a little bit old school and uh, do uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh! Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just athleticism, uh, throwing in a little bit of martial arts in there. Yeah. Uh, kind of got a little bit of Bruce Lee gimmick yep. early on. Yeah. Uh, you know, the dragon. And um, I think his WrestleMania 3 match is one of the best matches of all oh, time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, you can't go on and on about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, but like, he's great. Yeah, he seems like a good guy in person, too. Yeah, yeah I met him at a fan, fanboy expo a couple oh, years did you? ago. Yeah, it was like him and Lex Luger, China, this is when she was alive. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and the Rock and Roll Express were there. And oh, really? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a, good, that's a good group. Yeah, he's cool. To. All right. All right, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get my tag team out of the way. There okay. it is. Uh, I'm going to get my tag team out of the way. I, I'm going to go for... At the time, when it when they first got together, it upset me. It really upset me. Okay. But then watching them work together to actually win the title and hold it for a while, uh, Kane and X-Pac. That's a great pick, actually. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Kane and X-Pac. Because yeah. here's the thing, here's the thing uh, people forget. I, I remember the first, because it was... Oh shit! Who was it? It wasn't. It wasn't the Road Dog. Oh god! Who was the? I cannot remember the people they fought the first night. But they put like if, any, if anyone wants to come out and challenge us for the titles, go for it. It was Bring probably it. like Road Dog and uh, Billy Gunn. And uh, yes, I think I think DX was having some, uh, some issues yeah, yeah, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and Kane came out and almost won solo. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. almost won the fight solo. Yeah. And then X Pac came out and it. Uh, and showed up, and it was it was kind of a weird weird tag team, but like they made it work really well. Yeah. And actually, it was during that time period that because you had your big guy, and then you also had your flyer, your yep. high flyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's also when uh, he started he started transitioning to the maskless cane uh, because they uh, they first got on the electro the electro larynx where he was doing oh all where the he fun. could finally talk yeah he was, he was doing some some yeah. and then his first unaided words of suck it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it was yeah. it was actually a, it was another pretty pretty big step in that in that character's uh, arc as well as yeah. X Pac. I I do like the guy. Like he's he he was an annoying little shit, but he was so good at being an annoying little shit. Yeah, yeah he was good at playing like the underdog when he first came out as the one two three kid. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, Mike. Oh, Mike gets two picks here. Oh my. Well, they're going to be big ones, both of them. Oh, big okay. picks. First of all, maybe the biggest pick of all, Andre the Giant. I have to put oh, him on okay. there. All I right. have to. Uh, Might be a little biased. I did get to meet him back in the 80s when this heyday was about. But um, yeah, what a legend. What an icon. There will always be a spot in wrestling stories for Andre the Giant. Yeah. So uh, can I tell my Andre the Giant story? Please okay. do. Uh, so this is the early 80s. Uh, we were living in Georgia at the time. And my dad took me to a live wrestling event. The main event at this point... Andre the Giant had had his head shaved and he was wearing a mask and they would do this thing where he'd get in the ring and 20 wrestlers or 19 wrestlers come in there and the whole thing was they were trying to get that mask off and we were watching it live and at this that. point yeah. I was like a huge mark for villains yeah. so I was cheering for I wanted to see his dumb bald head I was so happy <laughs> and then the next day on Superstars of uh, WWF Superstars Andre was like I can't believe there were people in the crowd that wanted to see my bald head. And I felt so <laughs> bad that I vowed right there. I said, one day, Andre, one day I will make this right. Um, cut to a few years later, me and my mom were coming back from Florida on a plane. And Andre the Giant was in first class. Of course he was in first class. Yeah. And I asked my mom if I could go meet him. And she said, sure. And I came up to him. I, I said, Mr. Giant, sir. Would you like my peanuts? And he said, okay, thank you. And his big giant hand enveloped my hand and he took my peanuts. <laughs> and then I looked in his eyes and I knew we had made up. That we were at peace. <laughs> Andre was now a friend once again. He didn't take the peanuts and as you were walking by, you heard from the distance, anybody want a peanut? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's nice. pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my Andre's joint. Uh, one of the best... Uh, yeah, one of the best ever. Absolutely. Yeah, it, Prince's Bride, so entertaining yep. in that as yeah. well. I always found it interesting that he was French, lived in a little village, a little cottage on the yeah. out. And he was in pain most of his life. Yeah. Unfortunately so, yeah. yes. That yes. documentary is really good, mm. uh, the one oh, HBO yeah, did. Yeah. yeah. Good pick. My other pick, uh, there's somebody I want to put on there, but I don't know, his behaviors might dissuade me from doing that. So I'm going to go with somebody that is undeniable in his own way, Brock Lesnar. Okay. Yeah. He's going on there. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. What a force of nature. Yeah. What, he, he just makes it effortless. He, he's yeah. moving around almost like a cruiserweight in some situations yeah. when he's younger. Just pushing this huge, massive body around. I saw yeah. him at a house show before he was on television. Just undeniable. Comes walking down the ring. I was like, what the fuck? And then he just <laughs> springs into the ring, flat-footed up onto the apron. And I was like, oh, my. And this, there's yeah. history from that. I've never seen anyone else really do what he does with that much um legitimately terrifying legitimately terrifying yeah you know, and he yeah. lives up on a farm and a ranch in canada i think he probably just chases deer down and just tackles them and just breaks their neck <laughs> that's how it's like practices it. yeah uh, <laughs> no he's awesome the longevity too i mean he's been around for quite a while now and he's definitely earned his place up there i think yeah, yeah, because he doesn't do anymore where he used to be like where he would just show up every once every couple months out of pay-per-view. Well, he, he's still pretty part-timing, but he'll he'll come in and do short runs. He's on one right now. Um, he's actually come back as a face recently. He's got a cowboy hat and he just, it's beard. What? Just, he seems like he's just having a Ugh. good time and enjoying himself, which you don't really associate with Brock. He's smiling and no. it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a blast. I've really yeah. enjoyed this new face Brock. And Brock's cool. 
All right, so now it's back to Boston. Yep. Uh, okay. And so uh, we're we're talking about some we're talking about you know, a big big legends like that. Uh, I think my next pick is going to be uh, Diesel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Diesel. Nice. All right. Big sexy. Oh, no, no, not Kevin Nash. <laughs> oh, uh, Diesel. When Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Played played Diesel. Oh, gotcha. after that's very specific. Wait a minute, I'm Got seeing it. a pattern here. <laughs> uh, fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon. Oh, it was so great. The the awful wig that they had. Oh my god, it was so bad. Uh, I love this. I love that Boston won the dinosaur debate. So now he's just. But who knows? Shibley could be a, a closeted cane fan. Yeah, he's like, I love yeah. cane. I don't think yeah. so. Uh, this that is amazing. A, that was a good, yeah. But I remember Jim Ross going, Oh, God, it's Diesel and Razor. Back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Because I think shot. that was about the time where they had came over to WCW, yeah. right? And they couldn't call themselves Diesel or Razor Ramon. No. Yeah. So they also, I think at one point the lawyers that came in, so they actually had to come out one week ago. We're we have nothing. We're not invading from WWF. But you know it works so well when they change their names that honestly, like when he said Diesel, it took me like three seconds oh, to yeah. not go. Oh, you mean Kevin Nash? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. To me, they're Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. Eternally. Yep. Well, and also, thank you for thank you for doing the big sexy nod because I was I was expecting someone who already picked Kevin Nash actually. Yeah. To then be like, well, wait a minute, I I already have. <laughs> All right, so uh, Super Shredder. My fourth pick shredder. is not Glenn Jacobs, really. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you say Undertaker, I'm going to kill you. I'm sorry. My third pick, uh, uh, Kurt Angle. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Kurt Angle, uh, my favorite wrestler from the mid '90s to early aughts. I hate what happened to him as a person. Yeah, I think yeah, he's like sad. he's finally got like over his demons now. Yeah. But he had like a tremendous run. He was my favorite. I loved it too. Even he was so good with the comedy too. Like oh, when yeah. they did the after the invasion and they did the bit where uh, Stone Cold was like sucking up to Vince McMahon and and uh, Kurt Angle was trying to be his best friend. Had mm-hmm. his little cowboy. He did. <laughs> he got them all little cowboy hats. Yeah. And try to sing songs with them. The milk truck is still one of my favorite memories. Yes. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, I'm. We. He went with someone some quasi modern. Uh, Mike did. Okay. And so I wanted to pick someone who is controversial, and um, I've always liked him, though, for his abilities, and that's CM Punk. Oh, um, okay. Yep, yep. Wow. I mean, what? A, yeah. Like Lit, he's his own worst enemy. Yeah. He, he literally yeah. is like, man, how do you keep fucking this up, dude? You, you're, you've got the capabilities of running any company you want, almost. Like, you yeah. were going to be WWE's biggest star. And it's so crazy because he does not have the body type that Vince McMahon usually no. shoots to the top. Yeah, no. He needed Heyman's help to get over with Vince, I think, for sure. Okay. But, like, man, like, they literally, like, put Seth Rollins over because they had to because they lost you. Mm. They had to find a replacement. <laughs> they had to replace you. Yeah. Because you were so popular and you fucked it up. Yep. And then you went to ECW, or ECW, AEW, and you fucked that up, too. Yeah. How do you do that? When you were literally... The bring you were the chosen the one. And what would you say? You had mentioned on our other podcast. You mentioned something that's going on with CM Punk now that he may be coming back. But that's it's the word on the street. Crazy. What's what did you say about the Saturday? Show? Yeah, the AEW. They're spawning off, as word has it, to a Saturday night show, much like Ron SmackDown does over on WWE. And uh, word is that CM Punk is going to be on that Saturday night show, which is rumored to be called Collision. 
Uh, I know the rumor here is that they're splitting the roster largely because of CM Punk, because he's divided the locker room so much. He has supporters and he has haters, and the haters are not willing to do business and work with him necessarily at this point. It's starting to look like that. Mm. So the oh, rumor shit. is they're putting him on one show to kind of to keep him out of the Because he never apologized to the Young Bucks, is that? No, no, I mean, no, he didn't. I don't, I don't really know that he needs to. Wow. <laughs> I don't really know that he did anything necessarily wrong. He, he's a little bit unprofessional with some of his comments on that media scrum, but I mean... You know, his last name is Punk. You're going to get what you get with this guy. He's yeah. not going to have a filter, so that's what you get. Such a good guy, though. Yeah, but a pay good attention. He'll be, he'll be back in AW. I love his wife. All right, so I had a Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. So then my tag team pick, and this is crazy. We're going to have to do a wrestling draft again one day because there's so many there's wrestlers. so much. But uh, I think my tag team is going to be the Hart Foundation. Yeah, nice. good choice. Yeah. That's up there. Uh, that was. I never was like a big bret hart fan when he went single i guess because mm-hmm. he's just kind of like was kind of a boring character until like the whole running with stone cold and that kind of changed things yeah. but him and jim the anvil Nineheart, uh, just were so fun together yeah he, yeah. yeah so solo I, I i like making jokes about the montreal screwjob yeah which uh <clears throat> fun fact this is the only time you, you you three are probably the only people who are ever gonna get this joke okay and people who like this thing david and goliath yeah was not a david and goliath story yeah David and Goliath was the Montreal screw job. <laughs> awesome. Goliath never stood a chance. Anyway. Wow. Awesome. Um, awesome. <laughs> I just want to see Goliath now spinning at McMahon. <laughs> uh, that's, um, that's fantastic. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, every time, because I, I, I know people loved, loved Red Heart so much. Uh, yeah, loved him so much, but like yeah. to me, he always seemed like a budget Razor Ramon. <laughs> yeah, not, my problem with him is always like he he reminded me a lot of the San Antonio Spurs. Like they were dominant, <laughs> they did really good, but they were boring. They're boring. Yeah, I was like, yeah. there they are, they're playing. Yeah. And <laughs> I know Hitman and Shawn Michaels didn't get along well. I know a lot of that's because of Shawn Michaels because he kind of had that loose lost lost his smile. Mm-hmm. Um, but <sighs> Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels in their Iron Man matches fucking phenomenal and i never thought like because i liked wrestling mainly for the storylines and the promos and stuff mm-hmm. but i never thought i could watch an hour-long match and be that excited yeah and that was great mm-hmm. all right uh ck since boston did his tag team um already and he's not going to pick this because <laughs> because you're on your fourth right now so yep. this is your I, I, I can't pick a tag team yeah. now uh the outsiders Nice. Oh, nice. oh, damn! I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was that was in the peak yep. time of wrestling. I feel like, and, and and man, just right in the center of it. And what yeah. what a great tag team! Yeah, so good, so good. Then Hogan came over and took over everything. Yeah, yeah. like but God Almighty, like I mean, you you literally you have these guys who are titans already. Yeah, and yeah, they're, yeah. They're beloved, and then yep. they leave their fucking company. Mm-hmm. To come to this other company, yep. and they become the number one draw. They pull all the viewers from one station over. Yep. They have to invent Degeneration X. And to be honest, <laughs> they would have WCW would have probably stayed number one if they didn't bring Hogan in. Just yep. let him have creative control of everything. Mm, Hogan, yep. I think, sunk that ship. Man, because but you're right. So it cool. required WWE to stop being lazy. Because if you look at 94 through 96 WWE is mm-hmm. super shitty. Yeah, it is. They really fucking fake Diesel. No, <laughs> no offense, Boston. No, no. Um, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, they, they needed they needed that to happen. Yeah, but yeah Outsiders, goddamn good pick. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so, so I've already got, say, K&K, Fox, Diesel. So the only... Fake Diesel. The only logical conclusion to end my my picks here 
But I'm going to have to go with a another a really important iconic. character. Iconic character God in the history it. of uh, WWF, and that is... Cody has a look on his face like he did when he realized the Groods was going to be number one. <laughs> Isaac Yankum, DDS. Oh, uh, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> um, Which, I, I got to say, it, it just, it's, a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, clever... Uh, I, I, I like... Uh, I like the fact that he was uh, giving giving some uh, you know nods to to Weird Al, you know, in that. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell them or a story? I... What? Can I tell them something? Wait, wait, what was that? Uh, so as Boston, as we were driving over here, Boston told me what his plan was tonight yeah. for this uh, wrestling <laughs> pick, and he said uh, Isaac Yankum, and I go, yes, Isaac Yankum, DDS, and then Boston goes, oh my God, his name. Like, I I. It was it was tonight. <laughs> he was this, it this was year's on old. The goddamn way over here tonight. Because Boston Boston went, and I started going, Boston, are you okay? Are you okay? Like Boston had this look on his face, like something bad had happened. I yank him and DDS. Yeah, it never occurred to me until tonight that there was a pun in that fucking oh, name. Man. I thought it was wow. just a. Yeah, you, you, do you know who his first opponent was? Were you no. high? His first <laughs> opponent was somebody that we just spoke about, Brett the Hitman Hart. Really? I think oh. Isaac Yankum was Brett's dentist. Oh my god! <laughs> wow! Oh my god! I think you're right. Like hazily, yes. I can. So uh, I thought you were going to pick oh Doink. God. Like I was dead set that you were picking <laughs> Doink the Clown, yeah. and I was just sitting back like, "Fuck, it's going to be Doink the Clown." Because no, I, like, I, I, because at first I was like, "Let's oh, do Kane." I was like, oh, "I can do Kane and Xbox as a tag team." What if I do Glenn Jacobs for every pick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I got worried at first when I said, "You don't know much about wrestling." I thought you're gonna get you're gonna get oh, get get rid of your plan, but who knows? Shibley right now could have posters in his room over his bid of Isaac Income DDS. Are we inviting Glenn Jacobs on the podcast? Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, so we can talk to him, <laughs> we can talk to him about his gun control beliefs yeah. and his hatred oh, yep, for drag queens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, here it is. Yankum was portrayed as a monstrous figure whom Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler, had hired for the purpose of ridding the WWF of Bret, uh, Bret Hart. Ah, yep. Yeah, you're right. Wow. I, could have also, I could have also gone with his uh, original WWF name of oh. Mike Unabomb. Mike Unabomb? Like, you know, like you the bomb? No, like no. Unabomber. Like it was the Unabomber? Like Unabomber. Oh. How about you to bomb? Oh, Whoa, man, that sounds like my name, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. That, but that was like when that happened. That was at the time where there was like Duke the Dumpster. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, there yeah. was like they did every, every wrestler had to have a second career. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I guess because there was no union. Well, there was yeah. so, uh, well, that. Uh, <laughs> All right, so you're. Up. So I've you're, done three picks. Is that right? You've yep. done three so three. far. So I yep. got a fourth and so a tag. No. You have a tag team left. Tag yep. team left. All right. Well, for me, it's really a three-way tie. This is a hard one for me to pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and mention all three since everyone's already picked theirs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To me, the Hardly Boys. Uh, hardly the Hardy Boys. <laughs> hardly. The hardly, boys. hardly boys. That sounds like the Mad Better Magazine parody. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Okay. The Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and the mm. Dudleys. Yeah, the Edge and Christian is definitely gonna be my other one. Yeah, Edge of Christian was my backup. I was backup. a time machine, so I go back in time. That Damn was my it. backup. Okay. Yeah. Between those three, it's hard. But looking at what a true tag team is and what they've actually done for the business, uh, they're still getting chance today. Everyone chants, we want tables because of them. It's the Dudleys. I'm going to yeah. get to the Dudleys. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Although, Dudley boys. Uh, no, Dudley boys, awesome. Bubba, Bubba Ray. Mm-hmm. Right? Bubba, Bubba Ray, secretly really good on the mic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. had a run in, I think, TNA, mm-hmm. where he was like their mastermind heel for like a year like number one heel and he carried that company for a year yeah, it was like is, 
Sorry, uh, some kind of Godfather gimmick or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Is, is, is Devon on okay still? Or is he? Is he finally? They finally. No, he's a producer right now backstage. Okay, good, okay, good. good. good, good. I, I know that. I heard that in the last couple of years they were like, they're like, we, there are people that were like, we we don't want to wrestle against Devon anymore. He he mm. misses, he misses a lot. Yeah. No. Please stop. Yep. 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 No. Molly Dudley was Molly Holly. No, Molly Holly became it was, a Mo- Dudley. It was Molly Holly. And then Little Spike, although yep. they, they, they had to drop the Little from his name when he became part of the WWE. Mm. Oh, okay. Because they also, they also his name couldn't be the asset drop anymore. Okay, oh. And I guess both See, of those that was are... a joke I got immediately. Again, both those people, I think drop. we got to say RIP yeah. next to them because I think Spike and Molly Holly both have passed. Uh, yeah. Molly's around. Oh, how Molly's no. alive. Molly Spike's Holly's gone. alive? Yeah. Molly Holly's alive. Yes, thank God. Spike's dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We're so I mean, sorry I mean, if yeah, this is so. wrong. I thought Spike was dead too. Molly's actually doing quite well for herself right now. She's also a backstage producer. Really? Mm-hmm. That um, makes me happy. Spike. No, uh, uh, according at least according to. Oh, they're both alive still. Sorry, to... Ryan. Yeah, Johnny Five is maybe alive. next time. <laughs> but Elizabeth's alive then, right? No, Elizabeth no. is not alive. No, apparently he only retired like in 2015. Okay. But he is 52 years old, living in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Wow. So I'll tell you right now. Um, again, when we have to like uh, Scott ever has to like be gone on another episode, we're gonna do a wrestling round two. Yeah, yeah. Like this it. is going to be like one of those back and forth three match things that we do because there's so many wrestlers that we didn't so get many. to. I mean, yeah. just the fact you brought up Edge and Christian, that was my backup uh, uh-huh. because that one just, man, it sticks with me so hard. Boston, can you repeat back our uh, lists? Uh, for tonight, for Mike D, we had Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Andre the Giant, Brock Lesnar, and the Dudley Boys. What? Picks. Titans. Yes, Titans mm. of the industry. And Titans in real life. <laughs> true, true. Well, Andre was at least. Yeah. Brock. Brock's wide. I don't know if the... <laughs> Brock's true. wide and fast. So I, <laughs> yeah. So I, well, I, I still remember the... Holy shit. Anyway. Okay, sorry. awesome. Uh, Cody's picks. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, CM Punk, and The Outsiders. What? Wow. Mm-hmm. It's an intercontinental list right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan was the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, uh, Kurt Angle, who doesn't have a cooler nickname, <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage, and the Heart Foundation. What? That's on an intercontinental champions list. Yeah. <clears throat> and Boston chose Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> what? So Shipley's going to have a hard choice yeah. here. Mm. Like, does he go Glenn Jacobs or anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> I, literally anyone else literally he's anyone gonna else. pick glenn jacobs yeah. and that's what I, we're it's gonna happen yeah. uh, the good thing is i'm i, I would love to fi- find out that he's a closeted jim I would glenn jacobs fan i doubt it highly but <laughs> i wouldn't i would love it yeah uh good list and again it just shows like so much history in wrestling yeah like we yeah, can do a whole nother yeah. one and we didn't even go old school yeah, really. it's, almost, yeah. it's almost like we it's it, uh, i mean i, I don't, I don't want to like to, to truncate a bunch of our, our, our segments, but like yeah. it almost feels like we should have gone like era by era. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Because like, uh, had I had I honestly had I not been jo- uh, had I not been <laughs> joking the whole night. Yeah. Uh, like I would have loved to put the Vaudevillians on here. Yeah. Oh, okay. which ones? Uh, the Vaudevillians. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, from, from, from NXT. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they're just it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. awesome. But that's a good thing is we brilliant have because like you have to have content for podcasts, especially if you're doing two a month. Yeah. <laughs> we can go back to this wrestling well a few times. We didn't even do stables yet. Like the fucking. Oh yeah. We haven't talked because I mean when I was thinking of tag teams, I was like, well, is the Von Erics a tag team mm-hmm. or is that more like a? Stable? Do we consider the Jinx yeah, the- uh, stable? 
the doinks. Remember there was one yeah, there point was a where dink? they were just like Mabel became a doink, yeah. and he was Mabel doink. They were Whoa. they were like Joker gassed <laughs> into like being yes. doinks, uh, and like the, and the four horsemen. Does that count as like were? Right. They kind of they, they interchanged as, as tag yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's a member there of, of the Four Horsemen that it was a really great wrestler, but we can't put him on any lists. Oh, yes. Is he really around? Hold on. Uh, Hold on. Are we? I, like, we can do Benoit. That's what we we're talking about, right? Yeah. We're not, we're, yeah, we're not the WWE. We can fucking yeah. okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Can, we can scrub him because I mean, yes. like I, I swear to God, like I mean, we can do a, a whole segment like oh, drafting the various forms the of the NWO. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a horrible <laughs> story. I mean, it's it's yeah. a it's yeah. a testament to the the damage that's done to these people, mm-hmm. you know, day in and day out, trying to 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 live up to this. You know, these are these ideals, but like, oh my God, Benoit was one of the yeah. best, like yeah. hands down in the ring. Yeah, promo wise, he sucked. Yeah, but um, yeah, you're not right. <laughs> but uh, him, but that episode, but that so episode of Raw, ring. the night after they found him dead, yeah, and they were doing a whole, was... the whole night was a tribute to Benoit, and as the night progressed, the news got out about that he killed remember, his wife yeah, and his it child. Was, it was the most and awkward. Television they were still I've in the middle seen. of this fucking like tribute. I remember, and they had to start kind of pulling back from the tribute. Yeah, w- wasn't that also wasn't that also like the night after they did the. Uh, Death of McMahon storyline they were trying to do. I think that, that was around else? there, yeah, where he exploded in the in the yeah. limo. Yeah, and then they like yeah. been, then Benoit actually was found dead, and they're like, "All right, look, we're just gonna nope, nope we're just <laughs> dropping that story, just because yeah. right he here. came out first. Yeah. It was it was like, Vince first. No, nope. yeah, it was I'm, on I'm the, alive. And then, and then yeah, Benoit <laughs> I'm dead. alive, but Benoit's dead. Yeah, <laughs> and um, then, then yeah, it was oh, it was the most. My uh, I don't know if Will was there at the time, but my brother Mark and I were watching a pay per view live when Owen died yeah and i remember going back to going to work the next day and talking to people and like almost having tears in my eye i couldn't deal with it owen hart's one of the the greats yeah he's gonna be on one of our lists but yeah um how are we going to end this night we got any other lists that we want to do there's there's this hmm. one that I've been thinking about. I guess because we did. Well, I guess I, I guess it's not a surprise because I mentioned we were going to do this. Um, <laughs> For but, those who weren't paying attention, yes, earlier. yes, <laughs> we did the top five GI Joes of all time. I think it's time that we do the top five Cobra characters Cobra! of all time, and this is going to be hard. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. Are way more. Cobra characters that kind of stand out in my God, opinion. and I have like a hierarchy of Cobra hair characters. Mm-hmm. I place them according, uh, like I, the oh. way I display them is how I display the hierarchy. And I, yeah, I think I'm going. We'll start to, with you. I'm gonna. We're just right now, just well, throwing well, out who we just think. throwing out names. Well, yeah. Shit, shit, what? sorry, What's wrong, Boston? I typed in Cobra characters. Yeah. It's Google, <laughs> oh, no. and it brings up fictional characters slash Cobra, and immediately I saw. Cobra Commander, Baroness, Destro, Storm Shadow, Zartan, Mindbender. Like, okay, cool. All right, got it, got it. And then the next line, uh, Johnny Lawrence, Daniel LaRusso, <laughs> Robbie Keane, Samantha LaRusso. The fuck? Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that's Wait a minute, Ron Cobra. Ron huh. Cobra. Right, we are not using Cobra Kai characters. No. All right, Cody. Because I feel like Mike's going to take this one from me before oh. I say it. Uh, Zartan. Mm. Sartan's got to be on this list. Sartan has to be on this list. Yeah, Master of Disguise and that toy. Yeah, the I never saw a toy that could do something. He like changed that. colors. Yes, just put him in the sun. Yeah, yeah. And Dreadnoughts. Yeah, I mean Dreadnoughts, Dreadnoughts is my favorite awesome. Joe stable. I guess if yep. you want to call it what stable, yep. it's a Sartan is awesome. They screwed him up so bad in the movies. Oh my god, uh, my face changes. What the fuck, Stephen Summers? You made the mummy. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Stephen Summers. Uh, is he in relation to Mark Summers? 
That'll fit in well with our next episode, (laughs) draft uh, game shows. Yeah. Um, Mike. I am going to have to go with the OG man himself. He started it all. He's an entertaining maniac. Um, I'm going to Cobra Commander. Okay, you think Cobra's got the show up on this? Yeah, Cobra Commander. Uh, His second. What do you? What what is his better form to you? The hooded mask or the mask with the silver plate face? I go back and forth. I think they're equally cool. Um, The silver mask was a little more unique. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There's been lots of villains and hoods over the years, so I I like the silver mask. But the hood looks so cool. Um, Mm -hmm. It's hard to just hard to pick. And Larry Hama did such. Is it Hama or Hama? Hama, I think. Uh, Did such a cool uh, storyline with like Cobra Commander's background. Yes, like the pyramid scheme. Yeah, Yeah. so good. Uh, Boston was a man. (laughs) So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just. We're, we're, I'm going to go and jump on the Baroness. I mean, uh, choose oh, the Baroness. Oh, hey, hey, now watch out. Hey, look, uh, look, I'm sorry. Mommy, I'm sorry. Mommy, I'm sorry. Mommy, <laughs> sorry. A Baroness is, uh, yeah. She, she's definitely one of the uh, one of the better villains just uh, through, you know, I, some, sometimes she didn't get the best writing. Uh, yep. I think IDW did a little better job than the rest of it, but yeah. still, uh, hell yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. No, uh, good pick. Uh, I'm going to pick her bow. Destro. Ah. Uh, no, we're all going to pick. Don't worry. We're, this is the contest. James uh, Destro, probably the coolest looking character design for any of the G.I. Joe figures to me. It's definitely a standout. Uh, yeah. Uh, base sort, pseudo on the design of a Action Force character, I believe. Mm. Bullet. It was like a bullet, had a bullet head. Yep. Mm. Kind of character, a steel mm. head. Yeah. And then they were like, you know what? We can make that better. So we'll make him Scottish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Destro's <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, my next one. Oh wow! Um, I have to put them together. Tomax and Zan. Oh, oh, good picks. Yeah, you can't pick just one twin. No, no. The Crimson Twins. Yeah, even even uh, on the even on this the this wiki, they're like, no, there's it, it's Tomax and Zamot. You don't get to, you don't get to choose. Did no. they come in a dual pack? They did. You? Yes. Okay. So that was probably exciting as a kid. Like you're going to get two GI Joes. Yeah. Up until recently, I don't believe they were ever sold separately. But in the classified line, it's the first time that they sold them as two separate packs, and that's the mm. dumbest shit I've ever seen in my Hasbro's entire green. life. Oh yeah, God, why would you buy one of them? So you're, so you're <laughs> two. Because uh, Mike has, uh, of course, Mike has both <laughs> exactly. of them. So you had to buy them separately. I did. Oh, that sucks. All right, Mike. Well, you guys have been snaking some great ones from me. See what I did there? Mm. <laughs> I saw it. Hey, um, I'm going to Storm Shadow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep, yep. If you're gonna take uh, Destro oh, and Zartan and the twins. Yeah. Uh Storm Shadow, what was his dog's his wolf? He had the wolf, right? Also Snake Eyes had the wolf. Snake Eyes That's had the wolf, timber. okay. Well, okay, I see up there right now. Uh yes, yeah, Storm Shadow, fantastic character. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that he was in that trend in the eighties where everyone had ninjas. There's ninjas everywhere, so let's just bring the ninjas to Cobra too. Great fit. You know, had the brainwashing going on, which provided some mystery, lots of uh the details in his background that came out over time. So, you know, and he's a ninja, so we're going Storm Shadow. Yeah. And he's in white. Cool. The white yeah, ninja white suit. Ninja. Yeah. yeah, Storm Shadow awesome. is awesome. Boston. Well, I, I, I was going to... There's no Glenn Jacobs. Jet. I thought we're, I, <laughs> well, I, I thought I thought I knew where you were going to go with that. So then I was like, all right, well, I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I actually am reading over... Whew, I'm reading over the actual description of the character, and fucking DNA doesn't work that way, so... <laughs> Uh, we will go with his alleged creator, uh, Doctor Mindbender. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Mindbender's awesome, yeah. Because yeah. he, he just look, <clears throat> he looks the least like a doctor. <laughs> yeah. 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 Any doctor I've ever seen, like even, just, like man, what, he's definitely a doctor. I mean, what doctor got... goes to a gym that often? Like, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. get those 
Those abs. Ah, oh, Dr. Mindbender is such monocle? a cool character. Yeah. And, and the, the monocle. mustache. The fucking yeah. monocle. No shirt. You pick Purple cape. <laughs> I'm going to go Major Blood. Yeah, that's a good choice. Another cool character, cool design character. Doesn't get the love. Because there's so many iconic Cobra villains. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I really dug Major Blood. Major Blood is gritty, and he's like yeah. down. And Blood is spelled B-L-U-D-D. He's so metal. He's so fucking metal. <laughs> yeah. And you know that that guy scalps people. Hell like, yeah. Like, you know that guy does really nasty shit when he kills. Yep. All right, we'll do one more round. One more round? Yep. Hell yeah. All right. All right. Good. Because I'm going to go a little out of left field and pick a trooper. Oh. Okay. Yeah. What kind uh, of trooper? But my favorite, it, he's on the shelf actually right now, Um, but it was going to be my choice anyway. Uh, it just stands out to me as one of the coolest looks of a Cobra character ever. The Alley Viper. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Yeah, the the orange fucking, the orange with like the blue blocks and all that. Like yep. my favorite, my favorite toy when I was a kid. My, definitely my favorite Cobra toy. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody wants to name the characters, but the, there was a major Alley Viper in the comics, if you remember. Like there's really? like an Alley Viper that was okay. most of the time that, that, that stood with Cobra. Uh, and then, you know, they made some more. But yep. uh, originally, it was like, and there was an alley viper. Between like those, him and were they called bats? Bats. Bats. Yeah. Yeah. They were just the coolest oh, yeah. designed of the of the. Doctor uh, Mindbender also created the mm-hmm. Bats. Yeah, he's got to be a real doctor. <laughs> and on that note, uh, my dearly departed friend Matt, he was a big customizer, and he had this huge collection of the three seven five inch, just like a room like this, just full of those. Yeah. And he had his own cannons going on uh, and his own storylines, huh. and he always saw Mindbender's this big twisted perv. Uh, and in a secret laboratory, he had a, he had a pleasure bat that he had. Oh. It was just like sex toys all over it that he would just plug into his arms. That okay. Like <laughs> oh, so you know Carney. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. And I thought the pleasure bat was always so funny. Yeah. Uh, but for my next choice, ooh, it's tricky. I'm going to go with uh, Serpentor, even though yeah. DNA does not work that way. What do you mean <laughs> it doesn't work that way? <laughs> It's just too iconic, and it's silly, it's goofy, but um, it's cool in its own way, and it, it left a mark on me as a kid, so yeah. I'm going to Serpentor. It's a cool This I command! I'm a and Cobra Commander needed, like, a rival. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Serpentor's a cool... I just remember in school, like, on the playground, because uh, issue 50 of G.I. Joe was the first appearance of Serpentor when mm-hmm. he was big, and they had did a whole commercial, so it was talk of the playground, and we were like... I don't know who Napoleon is, but that guy sounds crazy. <laughs> and this guy's got Napoleon and Hitler. In yeah. Him. And Attila yeah. the Hun. And Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the bad guys. Judas, I think, is in there. Vlad Tepes is yeah. part of that. I yeah. was watching one of those five episodes today earlier to kind of get in the headspace for it. And they were raiding the tombs. And the twins go down to the tomb of Napoleon. And they go, ha, huh, this won't take long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's amazing. Uh, uh, I love Serpentor. All right, Boston. Well, I'm kind of torn because I, uh, I'm, I'm torn. finding I'm finding characters I actually hadn't hadn't heard about until just now. Okay. Uh, and while <laughs> I like that that Firefly has a uh, background as a mystery, uh, mystery, a mercenary <laughs> assassin, he offers no guarantees or refunds. Oh, uh, Firefly's cool. Firefly's actually, cool. I, I think I'm gonna go with Blackout. Who is Blackout? Ooh, yeah. uh, he's a sniper named Thomas mm-hmm. Stahl who was rejected by GI Joe for failing the psych exam. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, like that. That right there is like, all right, you're on, I'm on. You're on my team. I think he's Devil. <laughs> I think he was coming around in the Devil's Due Publishing era of okay. comics, maybe. Uh, he was uh, in the yeah. comics, but yeah, cool character sniper. Um, I, they released him in the 50th anniversary of figures, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, that sounds awesome. Uh, I'm so glad you didn't pick it because I was I was scrambling to see who I was going to pick. Yeah, he was he was not released as an action figure until 2003. Wow. Okay. So. Uh, Firefly. 
Firefly, hell yeah. yeah. Firefly yeah. has a cool out, a cool look. He's a mercenary. Yeah. There's not much else no to say. No guarantees a refund. Yeah, no. He's no guarantees a refund. He's yeah. a saboteur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's such yeah. a cool looking <laughs> character, too. Yeah, he's like cross between a ninja and a commando. It's, it, it they were really good. Whoever designed the G.I. Joe and Cobra figures, like, were so really cool with, like, making iconic costumes. Yeah. So many of them stick out. Oh, yeah. So now comes the hard part. Shit. We got to lower this to five. Yeah. And we went through, like, 12. Yeah. Um, is there anybody that everybody says we have to have on this list? Like, it would be stupid not to have on this list. All Cobra of the Commander. ones we picked. <laughs> Cobra Commander. Cobra, I mean, Cobra, Cobra Commander's got to be on this list. Yeah. Okay. Serpentor yeah. we can give or take. Right, know. right. Yeah. Okay, so Serpentor. Serpentor? Serpentor. I just like it that I know the correct pronunciation <laughs> of something. Yeah. Because well, I, I usually... Well, <laughs> when I heard you all say Serpentor earlier, I was like, you're fucking with me, right? That's is not it, how... It is Serpentor, right? It is, it is okay. Serpentor. Yeah. Okay. I was just happy that I got something right. All right, so Cobra Commander is definitely on the list. Mm. Is Destro definitely on the list? Yes. Mm. Okay. Destro is definitely on the list. Mm. Is the Baroness definitely on the list? It's hard not to say that. Yes, the Baroness. Okay, so we got those three. So I that's that, that's your big three. Yep, that's, yeah, that's the, the big that's, three. That's the Trinity: Father, yep. Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's your uh, your Peter, Paul, and Mary. Father. All right, so we just go to Max to Max and then we're done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, this is hard now. These last two. These are fucking last two hard. are hard. Uh, Storm Shadow is obviously the easy one. Zartan. But those are both awesome. Oh, and they yeah. both represented different things they brought to Cobra yeah. Ninjas. And, and Dr. The Mindbender. Oh. Yeah. All right. I, oh, my God. I'm going to put it between you two. You're, two, oh, you're our two G.I. Joe, G.I. experts. Thank God Boston can't bring Glenn Jacobs into this. But like, what's the Hold problem on. with this? No, is there's if... no Glenn Jacobs G.I. Joe, is there? No, 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 oh, no. Sure. It was... <laughs> if the cartoon is going to be more important to you. Oh, motherfucker. What? Uh, so... Uh, apparently, the list I was looking at specifically was just handling the, the the major command and the minor command. There's a there is a whole fucking list of Cobra characters. I I I was I was wrong. <laughs> Holy shit! There's what would have been, been your runner up then to Blackout? Oh, you got to turn your oh, this is dramatic. Well, I can't do Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. Oh no. But I can do Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was oh. a yeah. He was a G.I. Joe Fellow Destro Clan member who serves as a trainer for the Iron Grenadiers, modeled after professional wrestler Roddy Piper. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. That's their slaughter. Wow. Yeah, what a cool character. <laughs> yeah. The holy grail of uh, 3.75-inch G.I. Joes as well. He was in 25th anniversary at San Diego Comic-Con for a limited run. And uh, right now, if you want to buy him, he's going to cost you in excess of $1,000. Holy shit. Skullbuster, Sergeant Major... Sergeant Major is such a horrible name. Overlord, Raptor. Overlord. Oh, Raptor. Raptor. What a wow. Interrogator. Okay. Interrogator is a cool figure. Hannibal. Crocmaster. Ghost Bear. Ghost Crocmaster. Bear. Crocmaster. Crocmaster was on my list, man, of like backups. Gallows. Did he come with a crocodile? Yep. Dr. Biggles Jones. Biggles now Jones. Now we're getting into comics. All right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, back to the, back to the okay, main ones. Okay, so we got, the, we got our Trinity. We got the Trinity, and how do you pick? How do you leave Mindbender out and put in Zartan and/or Storm Shadow? What about Big Boa? Fucking love Big Boa. <laughs> he was almost Rocky Balboa, the trainer for Cobra, but then they lost the license and they had to change the head. Yeah. So oh, for people who don't know, Big Boa 
has big boxing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine he was running, to be Rocky. Out, running out in the war with giant boxing gloves? I don't know if William the Refrigerator Perry was running at me with a football mace. I'd be freaking out too. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a man. That's amazing. All, All right. right. How so, do you do that? Like, how do you? It's really tricky. I, my argument might be that Storm Shadow and Zartan are more fundamental to the concept and Mindbender came along a little later and almost represented a whole other era himself bringing yeah. in the Serpentor era but and in doing so he's so many characters that's true too so that that's tricky I personally I would go with Storm Shadow and Zartan I would too so we're going to do Storm Shadow and Zartan as yeah. our top five yeah I think so I accept this okay so our top five is Cobra Commander Destro Baroness Storm Shadow and Zartan Doctor Mindbender, right outside. Yeah, of it. Right right runner up, runner up. What he always does, what he always was, anyway. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> burned. <laughs> yeah, but where are we at I would time? like to see that compared to the GI Joe list. Oh yeah, where are we for this time? one's uh, 104. I don't remember what the GI Joe list. I, I, so I think it was Duke. It was Duke Flint. Yep, Lady Scarlet. J. Scarlet. That's right. Uh, Snake, Snake Eyes Eye. and Roadblock. Roadblock. Yeah. So like that literally is like. You got the antithesis almost right there with your mm. cover commander for your Duke. Yeah. You've got your uh, Destro is your yeah. roadblock. <laughs> yeah. You've got your um, Baroness. Baroness Scarlet. is Scarlet. You've got your Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. And yeah. you've got your Zartan and your Flint, who were arch enemies. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what? We're, <laughs> we're really good at this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess we'll wrap it up now. Uh, before we do, does, does anybody want to do any kind of recommendations? Uh, yeah, what's the show from? What's from about? From, from is about all these people uh, are going to a... They end up in this town. And they, they all end up there from different places. Okay. And this town is beleaguered by an evil presence. And that evil presence is like these essentially monsters creatures okay. yeah uh and they're all trying to figure out they can't get out of the town they're stuck there once they're in there okay and the town has its own like like they use the food that they like cows and chickens they don't know where those came from either <laughs> um and they have to grow their own stuff and everything but they yeah. can't leave the town nobody can leave once they're there and okay. they're all trying to figure out are we in hell are yeah. we and uh, they can't and go out at night because that's, that's when the monsters come out okay and the monsters look like people they know and then they attack. And the first episode begins with a kid getting killed. Yeah, the first which episode. Which doesn't usually happen on yeah. shows. No. It's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool show. Yeah, it's on MGM Plus, so you can get it through Amazon. Yeah. Uh, do you have any recommendations? I do. You know, I may have mentioned it on this show before. I've talked about it a lot because I've loved it. But the most recent episode took such a soul-twisting, dark turn based off of a lot of theories people have had that I'm going to doubly recommend it because now it's come full circle to the original prologue episode and it's the witch from Mercury, the new Gundam show. Mm. It, it is staggeringly cool. It, it starts right. out super dark in the prologue and then it takes a twist and kind of gets a little lighthearted for a while. Bait and switch. They come full back around to the prologue and Jamie was just in tears afterwards. It's, it's a powerful show. It's current. Um, it's got amazing art, amazing characters, particularly the lead Suleta Mercury. If you don't care about her, you have no soul. Hmm. Um, the witch from Mercury is on Crunch, uh, Crunchyroll. And of course it's uh, the early episodes are on YouTube. I'm not sure how many of them, but uh, everybody please check that it's out. Called add what? More. It's the witch called? from Mercury. All right. Witch from Mercury. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you have any recommendations, Boston? Um, see, I would say, I would say whatever, uh, game I've been playing recently, but honestly, I, I do not recommend it. Uh, oh. <laughs> it is, it is the, it is, it is the game that I have dumped the most amount of time into while actively screaming. This game is bullshit. I fucking hate this. Oh, um, it's called, uh, it is called Pathfinder Kingmaker. 
Um, but there's a there's a, there's a team called Alcat that has made a few Pathfinder games that are. Did, did you ever play a Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights? Any I of know the, of them, but mm-hmm. I never played because yeah. they were con- they were PC games. So uh, yeah. the PC games. There, there were there were some console ports, but they weren't really that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it's it's very similar in that vein, but it's with the Pathfinder rule system rather than the Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. And so it's in their their universe, their world, which I am a huge fan of and a big and a uh, a big 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 fan of that that whole concept and everything but uh especially i love my my cleric is a nihilist it's the best okay he's like, he's like he's like we're all gonna die one day and i'm like yeah at some point he's like you get this it's like, well, let's, let's, let's go live it up until then there we go awesome um but it is uh i've got it i've got it set to turn-based mode so it's much very much like playing a D campaign and it is it's very unforgiving. You, you have to make sure that you don't, because I I, I, get, I get a little too excited trying to push through combat because it does take a while. Yeah. And so I'll end up like canceling my character's act, like whole turns. I'll just I'll just skip their fucking turn because mm-hmm. I hit the button too quick. Uh-huh. And there's no undo. So that's what makes you mad. It's just yeah, like, there's okay. no fucking undo. And so I just have to hope. And uh, specifically, <laughs> I just I just got to a point where I uh, it loaded into a battle and auto-saved right before it. Oh, and so I either have the auto save from there or the manual save from like an hour prior, and it is it's it's goddamn near an unwinnable battle <laughs> that I just loaded oh, into. Oh no! And so That's I'm like, I'm just worst. I'm sitting there being like, okay, what is the like? How do I cheese this? Because I have to like just just start. I have to like keep loading until like all my characters win initiative, and then hope that I can just. Get as lucky as possible because there's no other way out of this, and I don't want to go back. <laughs> I had so much progress. The curse of a gamer. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation it just ended this week, so every episode's up now. Uh, it's on Freebie, and you can also pick it up on Amazon Prime. It's called Jury Duty. Um, it's basically it's a reality show about a trial. The twist: everybody on the show is an actor except one person who thinks he's a part of a true jury. What? Um, it's set in Los Angeles, and the most amazing part of the show is James Martson. From West uh, Westworld, Sonic, X Men, is one of the jurors, yeah. and he's playing himself like a arrogant version of himself that's trying to get out of jury duty. But the lead guy is such a nice guy, and they're not like making it a joke on him. They're just doing all this crazy stuff. Like for instance, in the first episode, one of the characters is this nerdy guy that's really socially awkward, but he likes to build inventions, right? And the guy is like, hey. I have a movie that I think you should watch because the main character is just like you. And it was uh, Bug's Life, <laughs> where the main character is an inventor. He's awkward. And he showed him Bug's Life. And this wasn't planned. This wasn't scripted. This is how good this guy is as a person. Uh, but it's such a good show. Halfway through, he starts to suspect that maybe something's up. Um, it's such a good-hearted show. So it's like Joe Schmo. Just like Joe Schmo, but they're not... The jokes just they're right. not just trying to make him like like silly or anything. Um, and supposedly since the show's aired, everybody has they're still friends with him. Him and James Martson went out for beer, James said the other week. Because James said that was one of his big things to go on the show, because they didn't because this guy is gonna make what he believes are real relationships through the airing of the filming of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's hysterical. They struck gold with this. It looks really good. Yeah. Uh, every, every, I see a lot of previews of it on TikTok, and it, it looks really funny. Oh, I see so a lot of, lot of scenes. I, I, I really like the woman that was like, I'm in the uh, RBI. 
<laughs> yep. The, the Reddit, Reddit Bureau, Bureau investigation. Yeah. Because I, I 100% uh, am that guy too. Yeah. Like, I, I love so true crime. In the first episode, the, the guy who doesn't know it's real is talking. This one guy's like, I got to get out of this. Do you know how to get out of jury duty? And the, the guy that's not a part of it's like, you know, no, don't, this is silly, but there is an episode of Family Guy where Peter gets out of it by pretending to be a racist. <laughs> so he gets to the thing, and the judge is like, why can't you be a part of it? And then it cuts to the dude. He's like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, your honor, I'm I'm racist. And then, then it cuts to all the black people in the audience kind of giving him mean looks. And he's like... I'm not racist. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> and, the, and the real life dude is like, put his hand in his head. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. But uh, jury duty. Um, and before we wrap up, just for business here, our next episode is going to be amazing. Uh, Liz Brooks Yay. is coming on. Yeah. Hopefully our time being will be back. Then Hopefully. we have uh, Lance Adams. We have Amanda, last name to be determined. <laughs> and uh, before we go on our summer break, we're going to have Christopher Kendrick in to celebrate the fifth anniversary of this whole thing. Oh, nice. Um, so it's going to be some cool episodes. Then we're going to take our summer break for uh, <laughs> July into August. Uh, but have no fear because we are going to be doing some content during that time. We're going to be playing an RPG with Dungeon Master Boston. <laughs> what is this RPG going to be, Boston? I like the summary that I gave Cody earlier of uh, post-apocalyptic puppies. It is a play on the Pugmire, Pugmire rule set and universe, though I may be introducing some other things because, Ooh. Uh, frankly, I've just been... I, I have I have played so much 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons recently that I'm like, I just... yeah, I want to try something. I want to try something different. Um, and we're going to do... It's not going to be like... Long series like Sagas and Shenanigans is like 10 episodes, right? Uh, that's how many I put up. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do there like... Were, there were like 22 recorded. I knew you were going to that. We're going to do a lot more like one shots where it may be like one to two episodes per storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's going to be fun. This is, I'll, I'm a... I'm a D and D version. I've never done it. Oh, I've yeah. always been scared of the devil possessing me during right. it. Um, hopefully, we can get an extra. It's a good reason to not to get into it because uh, we're all us. fucked. Just puppies, you're uh, just puppies, no yeah. demons. But it's gonna be fun. It's a RPG about dogs, and uh, hopefully, we're gonna try to bring in CK as a guest star at yeah. one point. Yeah, because it's mainly gonna be me, the time being, Mike, and Boston. So it's gonna be fun. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I always hate this part because I always just start wanting to just keep talking when yeah. we need to end it. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm here for. Okay, boss. I'm here to make the hard decisions and pull the plug when it's necessary. <laughs> Real people of the internet, we thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Uh, thank you, Cody, for coming out and uh, supporting us one more time. Absolutely. And thank you, Mike, for Icon Studios. We are BRBFK, BRBFK, and we will see you all in the next episode. Good night. Get better, Scott and Sarah. Yep, bye. 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 <laughs> Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another segment of the Big Bingy Theory. Stealth games. I suck at them. <laughs> at any point in any kind of game, especially the Hitman series, anytime I try to go stealthy, there's always one little thing that just stops it from being, you know, it actually works. And through much and much trial and error, of course, you eventually get to a point where you know exactly what to do and everything. And that kind of makes it fun for me in a lot of ways.
but I'm sure you've probably seen a meme or two about uh, the types of people that uh, play the kind of stealth games that give you options of either going stealthy or just going all out action. And while I do like a good stealth every now and then, the first person shooter in me loves the to just go balls out just crazy and just act like I'm the doom guy. <laughs> So, no surprise, I didn't really get into a whole lot of stealth-centric video games at the time, but there was one franchise that kind of helped me out with giving the stealth genre just a little bit more of a chance, and that franchise is Assassin's Creed. I was about 17 years old when the first one, when the first one came out, and I remember seeing the first ever teaser trailer for it, and I was... Very interested to see what kind of game this was going to be because, again, when it comes to stealth games, it didn't really give it a chance. But something about the like that first look at a, the very first Assassin's Creed game, just something told me that it was just a gut feeling that I might want to give this a shot. Something about it kept me interested. And then I played it and I realized what the interest was. And it was mostly because of the littlest details that I was seeing in the first teaser trailer. Seeing the little sprites of data that was sprinkling throughout was kind of giving me a little bit of a virtual reality kind of vibe to it. And I wasn't far off. Because right from the get-go when you first started the game, it already tells you that you are basically in this virtual reality kind of setting, which is called the Animus. That is basically you you seeing the memories of your old ancestors' memories through their through your DNA, and there's a lot more to it than that. But that would take forever to go to just go to the Wikipedia page. You'll you, you'll get more you'll get better information through there. But I do remember that a lot of people felt ripped off a bit when they first heard that when they first saw that this was not really the game's center. Well, it, well, while it is center stage. It is basically just a virtual world within a virtual world, if you get what I mean. A lot of people thought they were going to get some uh, like medieval style assassins kind of game, like a, like a shinobi kind of thing or something like that. And what they got was just a virtual reality assassin. It didn't bother me. It actually just got me more interested to see why they were putting them in there in the first place. And again, to go into that would take a lot of hours of talk. So suffice to say, I've been a fan of the series for a long time. I've played the first one all the way up to the latest one, which is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now this game did come out in 2020. So this has been a long time in in development, I guess, kind of review. Mostly because it, learning from uh, Ubisoft's way of releasing episodic DLC like they did with Assassin's Creed Origins and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they're doing the same with this where it's like they expand more of the story and everything past the main story. So I wanted to wait to actually go through the last bit of DLC just so I can be able to give my full thoughts on the game instead of just giving half a thoughts to a game that's not really, you know, the whole entire meat of the of the meat and potatoes. You get what I mean? So after playing through all the DLCs and everything, I can confidently say 
that this is one of the best Assassin's Creed games I played. But to be honest, I've never really had much of a favorite Assassin's Creed up until now. Mostly because the series has been a lot of hit and misses for me. You play as Eivor in the year 855 CE in Norway. And like in previous games, you can either be a female, uh, female or a male. So for the sake of this uh, rest of the conversation, I'll just refer to Eivor as a he as I played a, as I played the male version of him. Eivor's parents died at the hands of a warlord named, and I am so sorry if I say the wrong way to say this name, Kiadve the Cruel, but then is rescued by Sigrid, who is the son of Cain Sturgeborn and the Raven Clan. Years pass, Eivor gets a chance to fight against a warlord, but fails, but he also gets his father's axe. But as soon as Eivor touches the axe, he then experiences visions of Odin going through Valhalla and things like that. Against Sturgeborgen's own orders, Sigrid and Eivor decide to go and fight off against the warlords themselves with the accompaniment, with the accompaniment of King Harold. Once that was done, King Harold then proceeds to want to rule Norway under one rule. Sturgeborn then pleads fealty and that, angry, and that angers Siegfried, who was expected to get that throne. So him and Eivor decided to gather up loyalists in their clan and go out on an exodus. They traveled to England to then set up the settlement of Ravensthorpe. And this is where the real meat of the game begins. I gotta say though, like the RPG elements of this game is very, very much improved from the last game. Odyssey did have its moments, but you can definitely tell this was a beginner's RPG-like thing for Assassin's Creed because Origins may have started it, but Odyssey and the Lawn of Ways was tr was still in the uh, process of trying to work it and make it work for the fans. But I will say it's definitely improved in Valhalla. It is one of the like funnest ways to actually go out and start looking for other artifacts and rare weapons and stuff to use. And all the extra bits of perks and damages it can do to your enemies. The combat is also a lot of fun too. Uh, I mostly stuck with a... Uh, two-handed kind of kind of deal because it, it dealt with double the damage and whatever like kind of one-handed axe i can use whichever ones like had the best perks to increase maximum damage uh it just made it a lot more fun to go after enemies knowing that i could just easily kick their asses in 10 seconds the setting itself in england is absolutely beautiful like if there is there's one thing i can always say for some assassin well maybe for Maybe not all. Maybe not all of the Assassin's Creed games, but for some, uh, they are very beautiful to look at, and Valhalla is no different. One cool element that I liked, uh, mostly just because of the setting with Vikings and everything, was the raid uh, system. There will be a certain prompt that will tell you that you can raid a little village and you can take all of its plunder and get rid of all the guards and everything. And that plunder that you gather over a lot of the small villages that you do raid, you can use to upgrade uh, your uh, the Raventhorpe settlement, to uh, to upgrade uh, the armors and uh, the uh, the the health stands that they have in in Ravensthorpe. and the five added uh, end game DLCs uh, content 
was a lot of fun too. My personal favorite being the Siege of Paris expansion. So overall, I can honestly say that I had a lot of fun with this game. I wanted to keep going and see what was happening story-wise, even though I'm completely, completely lost in the entire story of Assassin's Creed, just in general. I've, ugh, it, it, again, Wikipedia, it's your best friend. And I am very much looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with Assassin's Creed Mirage that's supposedly coming out either this year or next year. I, I can't quite remember at the top of my head right now. My only gripe with it, and this is just, you know, just a nitpicky kind of gripe, and, you know, it may not be much of a, you know, a game killer for a lot of people, but, um, you know, microtransactions and all that, you know, the the shortest way to, you know, like, grind, like, quicker and everything is just to buy these level boosters and stuff like that. It's like, nah. I can't, I can't, you know, recommend, or, or not recommend, I can't say that this is something that, you know, I would want in a video game, but, you know, it is Ubisoft, so I, you know, there's nothing I can say that I, that's going to change their mind about it. It is what it is, I guess, even though I don't like it. But besides that, I still had a lot of fun with this game, and I would recommend it to anybody that wants to give it a shot, and uh, seeing that it's been out for a couple years now, I'm pretty sure there's a good discount for it. And uh, if you're ever going to try any of the story expansions, I recommend the Siege, of Spirit, uh, the Siege of Paris, but if you want to understand the whole story in and of itself, you're going to have to like play them in order, and here's the order of it. First is Wrath of the Druids, second is the Siege of Paris, third is a Fated Encounter, fourth is the Dawn of Ragnarok, and the last one is the last chapter. Just in case you wanted to give him a shot or something, that's all up to you. But yeah, thumbs up, I, uh, I recommend Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So that about wraps it up for this segment, but I, uh, I wanted to... Maybe try something like not necessarily different, but take a take a break from video games just for a little bit. Because over the course of me playing these games, you know, to take a break, I do watch movies every now and then. And I've been seeing a plethora of some of some of the bigger ones that's been coming out. So next time I will come back with my thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So until next time, guys, this is Bingy. Keep on gaming. Peaches, 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 peaches.